What's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my new friend, Michael O'Halloran. Michael is a talented and ambitious filmmaker. He has just completed his debut sci-fi feature film, Space Time, under his production company, Works Films. On the podcast, we talk all things filmmaking, from the initial idea to story, characters, visual effects, and financing, and what was involved in the completion of a lengthy post-production. This really highlights the tenacity of independent filmmakers and what can be achieved with a passionate group of motivated artists. Without further ado, please welcome the man himself, Michael O'Halloran. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Michael, it's good to have you, man. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's been a little bit of time coming. I've been watching uh, everything you've been doing with Space Time Movie, and I know we met back in the day, uh, Alpha Mastery premiere. Yes, that's right, yeah. 2015? 2015, I think yeah. we were trying to work that out before the pod yeah. started. <laughs> so, yes, long time coming. Yeah, and so Space Time is your debut feature film? Mm, that's right. So that's my first uh, as director, uh, co-writer, and producer. Yeah, Jeez, that's a lot to take on, isn't it? It is, yeah, but it's the most fun. It's hard, yeah. but... Fun. Yeah, it's hard slog, right? And mm-hmm. so why don't you tell us a little bit about Space Time Movie? Um, yeah, well, Space Time is it's a science fiction film. Um, it's about the accidental invention of time travel. Um, a group of scientists are developing an engine that's essentially uh, to make interstellar travel possible, uh, instantaneous interstellar travel possible. Um, and when they first test it, they discover that it can not only bend space, but it can also bend time. And so uh, the project is shut down and they lose their financing. And so it's all about this group of scientists that have, they think they may have discovered time travel and it's about them trying to rebuild the machine, uh, but without financing this time. And so turning to the criminal underworld and uh, trying to to, to rebuild this uh, device and test it and see if they have indeed invented time travel. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. And so where did the whole, I mean, what's the attraction of space time and this kind of, um, this narrative for you? Well, there's a couple of different reasons it's attractive. Um, the immediate one is just, it's just so much fun to play with time travel. Um, and Adam Harmer, who I co-wrote the film with, he and I have been working together for years, pretty much since we met at university. And, um, we the whole time we just have always talked about time travel films and and our different takes on time travel and oh wouldn't it be cool if the rules were like this and what would you do with it and how would that work and so over the years of us writing other short films together it was just something we always came back to um and so it's exciting just to to talk about oh wouldn't this be cool and that be cool and um and kick around ideas in that way and then at a certain point we both were um, writing short film scripts, or Adam was writing one as a, um, there was potentially a TV series um, that included uh, time travel. And I was writing something else that was either like, could have been a short, could have been a feature. And we were um, bouncing back and forth uh, between those and then realized Adam basically came to me and said, hey, what if we combine the two ideas? Because we've essentially, we're working on something that had the same rules of time travel. Yeah. And so said, like, why don't we take, you know, uh, what I've got and that's the second act and then take what you've got and make that the third act and then we'll come up with a, a first act to sort of kick it all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, just sort of, it kind of wrote itself, not that it was necessarily easy, but just yeah. we were so excited by the possibility of this concept and uh, and all the sort of fun things you can do and you start you know, figuring out the best characters to explore the idea and 
figuring out as you're writing, like what their challenges will be in and around this. And we, we just landed on something that the way we describe the film, uh, as uh, Breaking Bad meets Back to the Future in that yeah. you've got scientists dealing with the criminal underworld and trying to you know, pull off heists and steal things oh, and whatnot. Navigate that world, yeah. Yeah, but with the fun of Back to the Future. So that was just immediately so appealing to, yeah. to me. So, yeah, I think that's that's the, the chief uh, appeal of the idea. And then on top of that, once we realized that it was um, about this group that, essentially were doing it on their own, it very quickly dawned on us that, oh, this is about independent filmmaking in a way. This is about yeah. a group setting out to do their own thing. And so I think it was particularly appealing to us because we could see so much of what us, our friends, so many people we know like are doing. And there was that very relatable, like, oh, this is about risking it all, like going out on your own, trying to do something outside the system. Yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of fed uh, the, 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 beast, the, the yeah. beast as well. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. It's quite, quite cool. I mean, obviously as a creative as well, like you're kind of writing your yourself or your own emotions or your experiences or the people around your experiences or something happens in front of you and you're like, I can use that in a script one day. Like that's kind of the thing, right? And it, for it to be, um, so closely relatable to what you're doing, yeah. I, I can see how that would have just pushed you on further. And it kind of, it's weird how it all just fits together though, isn't it, right? Like yeah. with, with your friends, like both doing the same thing, similar premises and why don't we make a film together? I mean, that's yeah. that's a ballsy thing in itself, not just making the film, but doing it with someone else um, and having that kind of, you know, cherishing that baby that you're trying to put out in the world and trying to not just be your vision, but be someone else's and be able to combine that vision. Um, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do even in a short film, right? Never alone sure. a feature film and that kind of approach. Um, so you, you've you been good friends with with him for quite a while. And, yeah. 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 Now, Adam's like, uh, and, and honestly, like I feel this way, like generally you want uh, to collaborate and you want to, ha it's, it's great to have someone to bounce ideas off. And obviously, like I know my ideas are better when, Adam's working with me and I like yeah. to think the same. Like, I think we always arrive at the best work when we're writing together. Um, but I just think that's, uh, it, it's such a, um, writing in particular is such a, um, a, a difficult process. And like, you do have that, like, is this good? Is this terrible? Yeah. And having someone to bounce like, oh no, 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 that's a good idea. I think this is good is, yeah. is a very, I think that's key to getting, uh, anything done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, you, you are attracted to people that have the same creative instincts, mm. um, and that want to, to see, you know, that the film come to life in the same way. And I know there's plenty of things in space time that he would have done differently if he was directing. And there are plenty of, like, and again, I think that's true for anyone involved in the film. Like everybody has their idea, you yeah. know, the cast, cinematographer, other producers, like everybody has an opinion on what something should be. Um, and it's just trying to get as close to the the same kind of like understanding what we're all going for and make yeah. it the best it, it can be. Yeah, and that's that's quite an undertaking as a director, isn't it? And a leader when you've got that many people to uh, so many different energies and entities around you to uh, like trying to harness that all in and, and control it somewhat, but let it be free absolutely. in a creative space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's it's like on the one hand, you are so lucky to be doing it. Like I, I, I never, even, even on the really hard days, uh, 
I'm always so aware of just how lucky we are to be doing this, like, and, and to have people showing up and showing up every day. Mm. Um, yeah, whether, whether it's like our producers, so Adam's one of the producers and Jai Hogg is the third producer, sort of rounding out our, uh, our team at the top. Um, and like, you just, you are constantly aware of like how lucky you are to have the people that do just keep showing up and keep supporting. And especially because this has been a very long post-production, um, but even from the, the shoot, to post all the way through, um, you know, it, 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 you don't take that for granted that that people are just constantly backing and pushing and and, and believing. Yeah. Um, uh, and then at the same time, yeah, you do have to still remember that you're making a movie, and at the end of the day, like that is what we're all turning up for is to make something that really works and trying to keep your eye on, um, you know, making the best thing you can, and also. Yeah, remembering to be grateful for the the help you have because you can't do it by yourself. Like no, there's no. like you can write by yourself, you can you can paint by yourself, but like when it comes to filmmaking, you need everybody. You yeah. are just a guy talking to himself if you if you don't have people <laughs> yeah. showing up. Yeah, it's a pretty boring <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a hundred percent it, isn't it? And it's um it's yeah, finding those people and getting the right people around you from like the crew side of things, and then you build from there, right? And it's just that you get you audition the people. I'm sure you did, or maybe mm. you had people in mind that you wanted to bring on as cast, regardless. Yeah, it was a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, and it's because uh, you know you can trust those people to do the job that you mm. want to do, and yeah, it's it's a process, isn't it? But it's, yeah, it's one huge collaborative process and you don't know what it's going to be until it's kind of finished right it changes so many different times i mean you can have everything set out you're like yeah it's going to be this i've got the shot list i've got that like everything storyboarded you start shooting and you're like oh i didn't think it was going to go like that and then you know you're constantly tweaking like what is that for you for a director because that's you got to move on the fly right you got to think so much on the fly but you got to be thinking far ahead of how it's going to cut together and what's going to make sense and oh we'll just grab you can't just grab all the footage because you don't have the time for that and the money, especially when you're doing it as an independent filmmaker, right? And even if you do have a budget and some backing, it's still in your mind, isn't it, to a certain extent? Definitely. So yeah. how do you approach all that when you're doing it? Or how did you find, you, you might have uh, feeled your way through the process, right? Being your first feature as well. So yeah, yeah. how does that all go for you? Well, I certainly on set, um, figured out very quickly that we weren't going to have time to do everything exactly as planned. And I, we, we had storyboarded a large portion of the film and shot list. And it really was like the first night I went, oh, I don't think we're going to have time. And we really were, we were aiming for typically uh, 10 to 12 pages of script a day. And a lot of like, we'd, we would do like maybe three or four scenes per day and they, some would be action and yeah. Some would just be lots of dialogue and all the rest, and almost every single shot had some kind of visual effect in it. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely got to a point where it was really only what's essential. Like you couldn't really cut a lot of scenes in a different way, only because I only had the one. Like it was covered yeah. in this one way. This is how it's going to go together. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of options, and just having to trust that this will work. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was going on instinct. Um, I do think that. Uh, a big part of the fun of shooting and then getting to put the edit together afterwards was just being like, oh, thank goodness it worked. And knowing that the instinct had been good. Because yeah. on set, you don't really know. You know that you're trying to capture a feeling. I try to map out um, the film sort of in my head and I'll sort of listen to music and think about, okay, this is the feeling that I am going to be trying for 
on set and then when it comes together in the cut and then that sort of guides you you remember like okay this is going to feel fast or this will feel slow or this will feel sad or or whatever it is yeah. the, the the goal of a, of a scene sort of tonally yeah and so I was always able to sort of come back to like well am I feeling that Yes, I am. Great. That at least means we're ticking okay. that, that, yeah, that yeah, primary yeah. box. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was just, it really was just making it up as you went and, and just going on instinct. And, and again, turning to the people around you and, and getting their input and yeah. their ideas as much as possible. Um, and you, I think you can just feel when it's working. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, one of my, my favorite nights, even though it was very difficult, <laughs> was um, so our, our mutual friend Jeremy, he had a small cameo in the film. Yeah. And he played a. Um, uh, a, a dealer in a scene underneath the story bridge. And um, I think the sequence is probably made up of maybe four four or five shots. And that really was just getting everyone there and and feeling it out and just getting that like, right, what's most important? When does it feel fast? When does it slow? When does the tension build? And yeah. um, just sort of blocking it out, having a very clear idea of, yeah, what I wanted it to feel like and the kind of shots I'd like. But yeah, you really just, you're there you're working with your, your cinematographer and, and camera team and working with the cast and just placing everyone and going with what feels good and feels exciting. And yeah. Yeah. And then that's really it. Like you are at, uh, ultimately you do want the audience to love your film, but you are making it for yourself. I think first, I do think if you are excited by it, you've at least got one audience member on board. Yeah. And hopefully if you're excited by it, other people will well, be Well, that's too. the main thing, isn't it? Like you being excited by the project or the proposition or anything that you take on, right? It's, you know, because that shows in the work. Like if, you, if you're not enjoying yourself, it really does show on camera as an actor mm. and whoever's doing whatever they're doing, yeah. Well, and we have to dedicate so much time and energy. If, if we're not liking it, then what are we doing? Yeah, like, like it's yeah, years yeah, of your yeah. life potentially. Uh, yeah, like yeah. it's it's such a major uh, thing. So yeah, I, I think that listening to that voice of, um, yeah, this is exciting to me and it is making me, uh, you know, happy. Then I know that that's it's you're on the right on the right track. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. I mean, I go over that constantly. You know, with yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, just going. Is this really like I can see that it's it's going to the overall goal, but am I really enjoying this part of it, you know, and what can I tweak or make better or how can I make this more enjoyable for myself? Or it's like auditions that maybe you're not so attracted to that character or what have you, or it's a TVC audition or whatever it sure. is, you know, and it's, you got to find the fun in it, don't you? Yeah. If you're not having fun, then what's the point? Oh, definitely. And, yeah. and like, that's something I warn, <laughs> I warn actors all the time now, like I'll, if I, if I am loving something, I will laugh. Like I'll be behind the monitor. It can be like a deathly serious scene and I'll still like find joy in the fact that it's working and it's exciting yeah. and I will be laughing. And like, I swear to God, it's not, it's you're doing not it your own. performance. This is good. <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm, if I'm laughing, then that means we are in the sweet spot. This, yeah. is, this is really working. Yeah. You have yeah. fun with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that goes down from the top too, as a, as a director and one of the head guys on set, you know, people are looking up to you for direction or what have you. And it's like, if you're having a good time and you're in a good mood, then it's just going to roll on to everybody else. I hope so. Yeah. 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 And I, I, like space time shoot was impossibly difficult. Like we, we really bit off, I, I won't say more than we could chew because in the end, we shoot it, it. Yeah. but we really were shooting for the stars, and yeah. as 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 everyone does, and you know, I, I see this all the time in 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 Queensland productions. Like it, it's so impressive when you just see like everyone is going for lots of locations, lots of scenes, big casts, like like 
real movie movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we were doing the same and that was our, our goal was to try and make it, you know, look like the films we like to see at yeah. cinema. Uh, but yeah, it means that yeah, when you don't have backing behind you and you're paying for like certainly the shoot, that was all just us financing it ourselves. Yeah. Um, you are just every day like this impossible mountain has to be climbed and you know somehow you will, but yeah, you, you definitely feel it. Yeah. It, it's, it, there were some very tough, very long days. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, I mean, you, you're going to war, aren't you? Almost right. like a certain extent of the creative art of war. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just, <laughs> it's a battleground and you're constantly putting out fires, aren't you? Little Completely. things here and there that no one knows anything about. Yeah. It's like after talking to Jeremy after like doing a feature and it's like all this other stuff going on in the background that you wouldn't have even had an idea was going on that you're putting out before you're even getting to set. Yeah. And yeah. and equipment and if you're hiring equipment or this and that and something breaks, God forbid, yeah. and then you got to, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, and you never know what it will be. And this is, I was, again, so lucky to have um, both Adam and Jai as my producers because I really was able during that shoot to say, please find a way to fix this. I just can't stop and think about it. Like this thing yeah. that's broken on tomorrow's shoot or this piece of gear that someone's dropped or uh, being able to, to to pass that along and, and have them shoulder that was critical to to being able to get yeah. it over the line. Because yeah, you end up having all these other challenges on your shoulders yeah. between performance or this isn't working or that prop didn't turn out the, the size I had expected. So now I've got to rethink how we're going to shoot it. Shoot it's it, going yeah, to be slightly different. Right, yeah. yeah. You never know what the problem is going to be. And yeah, it's, it's such a, uh, uh, a truth of filmmaking. If you think something's going to be hard, it's going to be 10 times harder. If you think it's going to be <laughs> yeah. easy, it's probably going to be the hardest thing you've had to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's easy. Yeah. That's funny. You say that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely that way. And that's, I mean, it's part of delegating, isn't it? From the top. Mm. Like if, yeah, you got those people around you that you can trust. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, um, it's paramount when you're going into filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, I am so lucky. Uh, like I, I don't, really like sometimes I stop and think about the people that I get to work with and I was like God, how did I meet them like what what yeah. chance events happened that I went to a thing or they turned up or yeah. they were this friend's roommate or and we've just been working together you know over all these years between mm. short films to now and space time um yeah so grateful to have the people that are as into the stuff I'm into and 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 also have like they get on the train really quickly you know, and want to solve the problems with you and want to make sure we get yeah. as much as we can in place so that it can be the best thing it can be. Yeah, just emotionally invested, right? Yeah. It's awesome yeah. when you can attract people like that and you have, it's so Absolutely. important and so vital through life to have people, no matter what you're going through, to have those kind of people around you because you're constantly pushing each other up, aren't Definitely. you? Oh yeah, not just filmmaking. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. You want to yeah. surround yourself with those kind of yeah, people. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to filmmaking yes. too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of what like, I was excited to talk to you about with this film as well is that you did take a big undertaking on right a sci-fi film is hard to shoot regardless even if you have a big budget or what have you mm. your first feature film independently doing it i mean what were some of the big challenges with that i mean because you have like got you know visual right visual effects did you i mean there's a lot of green screens cgi yeah. in there like what how did you you know how did you guys go about it and approach it well um the, the truth is the approach was um a, a dangerous one in that we had a good idea of what we were capable of um so justin who's our visual effects supervisor and is 
pretty much done almost every visual effect in the film himself. Um, he, we knew where we were in terms of what, like, how talented he was like we knew what he was capable of we knew it was going to be fantastic and that the 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 beast really was the volume and so we had just this huge amount of visual effects work and so the approach maybe foolishly in retrospect but again it's it's now worked out um uh was we just started we just went right we're just going to shoot the movie and then we're going to uh, pull together, figure out how many shots we've got to do, and then just start doing them. And so the, the the greatest difficulty of the film and the reason for the post being as long as it has been, um, it hasn't been that we just went to post and couldn't figure out the edit and everything. It, it's been every single day has been work. And it's just been, you're just biting off a little bit, one piece at a time. Um, and, and before you know it, you, it's, you know, years have passed, but you're halfway through and then you just keep going and, um, yeah, the, the, that, that side of things, uh, it, it was just start, like, well, the, actually, the, to, cha- to change my metaphor from biting off pieces, uh, it's more you swimming out of the ocean and you know that land is in the distance. You can't see it. You can only see the horizon, but you know there's land on the other side and you just have to swim and keep swimming and keep swimming. And yeah. at a certain point you get to it and you're like, you look back and you can't see the land behind you anymore. You're like, okay, well, can't see the land that was behind us. Can't see the land that's ahead just have to keep going forward and yeah. trust that it's going to be there. And that, that, that is what these years have been. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just been a gradual, slowly getting to see the destination come into focus and, and, and get closer and closer. And now finally to, to be there. Uh, it's, it's quite a feeling. Yeah. So, so what parts, um, were a lot, I mean, obviously the part, it's hard to, I don't want to obviously ask too much to give away too much, guys. No, As no. you know, the film hasn't been released yet. Yeah. We're, we're putting that out now. Um, it's in the works, but yeah. it's finished, right? It's finished. It's, from the yeah. man. It's yeah, finished. it's finished. It's coming very soon. Yeah. Well, well, as soon as we know, everyone will know. <laughs> yeah. You will not be able to escape that information yeah. when we've, That's when we've made That's it public. That's what I like yeah. to hear, yeah. yeah. I mean, there is a bit of a teaser trailer out, right, that people can check out. Yeah, so we um, because one of the things that really helped us, and it was it was also just a lot of fun. I, I've always appreciated um, when filmmakers uh, put out behind the scenes content as they're making the film and sort of show um, you know the, the making of. That's why oh, I appreciated your podcast as much as I do because I love hearing about the process and yeah. hearing directors talk and writers and actors and everybody sort of uh, talk about the process because. On the one hand, it's um, you know it's great to just see how other people do it. It's inspiring because you know just the fact that they're doing it. But it's also nice to hear oh the challenges we're having are consistent with the challenges everyone yeah, else you're is not alone. Right. Yeah. The people I admire have the same yeah. challenges. Um, so we put out a lot of behind the scenes content and and did video, video diaries and things like that all through the production and post. And then once we realized because we really, we never wanted to repeat ourselves. Um, once we realized we didn't know when the end was going to be, just we just knew that volume of work was great and we had to keep pushing through. We kind of slowed down and all that. So we decided to put out, once we reached uh, the end, we decided to put out uh, a little mini, like half trailer, half behind the scenes thing, just for everybody that had been following us along the way. Because we hadn't we had gone quiet in terms of talking about the film publicly, yeah. which is really just, we just had our heads down working yeah. and yeah. didn't really Doing have the, the work. Yeah. yeah they, it's, and there wasn't much to show. Yeah. And so it was nice to be able to come back and say, look, here's, here's a, it's not quite a trailer, but it's a, it's a little um, glimpse of some of the, the, the work and the scale. And um, especially for anyone that worked on the film, like almost every shot that's in that mini trailer 
uh, is something that had a green screen in it that's now been replaced. So it, it was a cool way to um, to sort of say we're, we're complete by showing. Remember all those days we spent looking at a big green square. That's you can what now see like. what's there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool, um, and it's nice too just to to have something that. Um, sort of feels like a little celebration of crossing the yeah, finish line. Yeah, for everybody to yeah. see a little taste of what you worked so hard on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, in saying that, so yeah, that's how, I mean, you've got the, what What do you call the, the gateway to, you know, that? Oh, there was uh, a what, mach- what, it's the like machine a, is the engine. Stargate SG40 yeah. kind of thing, so, but yeah. it's new age, obviously. It, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's um, it's um it's actually not a gate. And this is this is one of the fun things that I guess is in store for people to discover about the film. Um. It's it's not a jump gate. It's yeah. uh, it's a machine that generates this energy that makes uh, the time travel possible. So yeah, we call it the engine because um, it, it begins life story wise. Um, it's it's basically meant to be like the engine on the back of like a star destroyer and Star Wars. You know, the big yeah. big round piece that like makes the ship able to go into hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. They're basically building the technology that will make that possible ah, okay, on, a, yeah. on a future spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a jump gate, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's such a, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for all of us seeing how people respond to things before they have context and like assumptions that people make. Cause we all do it. Like I watch trailers for movies and then make assumptions and like, Oh, I wonder if that's that. And that looks like it might be this kind of machine or that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how people react. Cause I think, um, things like, you know, again, it's a it's a movie called Space Time. It's about time travel and jumping across things. So everyone assumes, oh, that's like a Stargate. And I say, yeah. no, and I can't wait for you to see what it actually is and how it works because yeah. it's it's quite different. I think we've got something uh, quite original in terms of how we approach the technology side of, of it all. Yeah. So is there any eventual space travel in the film? I'm not going to tell that you. Hard? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I'm, I feel like that. I'm asking a question I'm not that's not going to get an answer. But. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. I think where they go is is pretty, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you, I think you'll have a good idea of why we spent so long on visual effects yeah. with, with, with how they use the machine and, okay. and, and how that all comes together. Okay, cool. But at the same time, I also hope that no one notices the visual effects. Yeah. You know? and, and that's something that's nice too. There's so many visual effects shots where there's just, a, a small effect that's all about making some detail of the world feel real. And I really hope it just feels like, oh, they must've just had that on set yeah, and just had the money to have that kind of prop or that kind of set piece or what have you. Yeah. Um, so hopefully not noticing it, but yes, the, the, the adventure they have, um, uh, yeah, that's that's a big spoiler. I won't I won't say exactly. Look, you sold me when you said adventure. That's <laughs> all I was asking for. Oh, good, I just good. wanted to know there was a little. I mean, I love sci-fi films, yeah. sci-fi adventure, you know, thrillers. Any that's that's me in a yeah. nutshell. Like that's my favorite. I mean, I love crime as well, you mm. know, and thrillers and actions and all this and there's comedies as well. But yeah. I think probably the more I look at it, sci-fi, sci-fi adventure, sci-fi action thrillers are like my. Yeah, that yeah. my, my bread and butter. That's what I love. Yeah, you know, I, that's my go-to for the adventure and the thrill of everything that's going on and the excitement. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and I think that you get like again, I love films of all genres, and I think there are, there's I don't have a favorite genre because really I think you can have good films and bad films in in all any genres. Genre. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but sci-fi, there is something about having um, a, a core premise that is is interesting and complicated, and then getting to take real normal people and then put them into, all right, how do they deal with this otherworldly device or 
or what have you. And I, th- I think there's there's so much potential in sci-fi because you get to introduce an element that's totally foreign to us and then see what the real world implications are yeah. on real people. And it raises the stakes for the characters. It therefore, does. It raises the stakes and the interest for the film and, and exactly. the viewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get to have fun action scenes and adventure oh, yeah. scenes and all the yeah. rest of it. Which, yeah. And I, I think that's something to... Um, elaborate more on uh, an earlier question too when it came to sort of the the visual effects and the approach the other key component to our approach beyond um how we tackled the volume of work was just we also didn't again this might be unwise but i think it's a better film for it we didn't um curb our um uh, approach like if, if the instinct was well let's let's do a big action scene here we just did it we went for it. We weren't going, oh, but that will be hard. That will mean adding another 100 yeah. visual effects. Oh, let's, let's cut it. It really was what would be most exciting. Pretend you've got unlimited resources in the writing, then try and find a way to execute it. And, and that's that's really, one, it got us into some trouble with our post, oh, God, but it I definitely imagine, made yeah. for the best film. And that's yeah. that that was the, the wonderful thing, getting offset and then putting the cut together and, and getting to look at it and and be really really feel like oh wow we really did make the ultimate like l- ultra low budget diy big film yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and you made it work yeah. and made it work yeah. yeah and so um yeah that that same love for sci-fi and adventure films and all uh, the rest of it like you know a very big spielberg fan um wanting to to sort of not feel like we were doing a low budget film trying to treat it like it was a big budget mm. film even if it did have a low budget, yeah, um, and that's yeah, I think what what's allowed us to to not only uh, have a good film at the end. I think again, you tell me when you've seen it, um, but uh, to, to have a film that we're proud of at the end, but also having been able to stick with it for as long as we have, I think if we had made it uh, fit its scale like more deliberately, I don't know if I'd have been excited by it all yeah. these years. Like it's actually. It, like I, I will talk to people and I was like, God, like how, how are you not sick of this film yet? And I genuinely still love it. Like, cause it's every step of the way we're putting another cool piece in place. Uh, like every, every day is, oh, another awesome thing that's been in our heads for all this time is finally realized. Yeah. Um, oh, and put that there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Like, like, cause you've got obstacles and challenges along the way, right? To course. keep testing you. Definitely. Yeah, and that's why it creates the excitement, and it's still there because you got constantly keep yeah pushing yourself. And and all filmmaking is problem solving. Yeah, whether it's a creative problem, how do I make an audience feel this way? How do we make this location work with the blocking? Da da da. Like all the way down to how do we finance this? How do we get the resources to make this happen? It's all problem solving, and it's extremely rewarding when you solve a problem. Mm. I think those little wins along the way are great. We we um yeah we and we had so many ambitions for what the film would be as, as every filmmaker does you sort of like oh i'd love it if it could have this and i'd love it if it looked like this and had these things and finding out the way to to best you know get those different production values or or whatever it is um and succeeding is is extremely rewarding and invigorating and yeah it keeps you passionate about what you're doing and yeah. and showing up the next day and carrying on with the work yeah that's brilliant i love it Mm. Um, so when you're doing the engine, right? Yes. That's as, um, so that is green screen. Yes. Yeah. And so are you putting more visual effects over that to juice the whole thing up or is it, is it, 
yeah, how does that sort of work? So specifically, um, the engine itself, that's um, like, it's meant to be like it's a real world prop, but that's just one of those things that financially we could never build this giant rotating yeah. machine with lights and energy and all yeah. the rest of Which, it. I mean, even, you know, I've been down in some of the bigger productions and the big you sure. know, green, blue screen, whatever you want to call it, yeah. down studios and stuff like that. And they build huge sets, right? Like mm. that look fantastic. But sometimes they are just like kind of the bones of like the mm. the object that you're trying to create and everything else is just getting added on top of that. Of like course. there's not much to a lot of it, yeah. like the real world thing built. Um, so yeah, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, bit, well, but yeah. that's, that's right. Like it's, it, for, for us, it was as much of the environment is there for real. And then typically, um, uh, uh, let, let's say it's one of the lab environments from the, the first engine, so the white room. The room's real. Um, all of the monitors that everyone's interacting with, there's a real stand there, there's a real like piece of perspex, but then we're adding the actual screen content yeah. on top in post. Yeah, yeah, You've got a big green square at the back of the room, which is uh, not even actually the full scale of the final engine. It's about a quarter of it. Um, and so you've got that being replaced with this big, basically 3D model, um, and that's textured, lit, tracked into the scene, all this okay. work to yeah. make it look like it's really there. And that's all pretty much Justin. Um, and I have not made it easy because I've got Steadicam and I've got handheld and the camera's constantly moving and yeah. it's just floading through the back, like in the background. And I, yeah, did not make life easier, but I did follow what I felt to be the right uh, photography style for the scene and to give us the feeling. So yeah, I think it had to be that way. Yeah. Um, trust in the vision. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so and, and so all of that is created, and then beyond the sort of the, the hard surface effects of like the the machine itself, um, yeah, you then have the time travel effects and um, other the, the the distortion effects and and things that are uh, yeah a lot more abstract. You know, the, the sort of um, trying to not give things away. Um, <laughs> that's sort of like hyperspace tunnel kind of look, which, you know, we, we looked at everything from 2001 A Space Odyssey with the, um, the, the, the sequence and, you know, moving through all the colors and shapes yeah. and shifting yeah. to the way, yeah, the, the, when they jump into hyperspace and Star Wars and, you know, the stars all extend. And, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all of that. <laughs> looking, looking at everything we could, uh, all the films that we loved um, to develop our own look for, for, for yeah. how these sort of, what it looks like to be and your move world, through yeah. the machine and yeah, yeah all of yeah. that. So yeah, a lot of different things to design. Um, and then, and then you just have like, cause our, our, the film is set um, just a few years in the future, but we wanted to have a couple of, you know, things that have clearly advanced in technology and just trying to like, if you see a phone, it's not an iPhone. It's, it's, a, it's where we think the iPhone might go in five years yeah. or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah. to try to have little details along the way that suggest, okay, this, this story is taking place just a little bit further in the future, not too far, not, not a completely different world, but also, okay, what, what's the natural timeline? And so, yeah, that also meant different types of effects to just have those little details be there and, and, and feeling like they're just part of the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Like how many films kind of predict what's going to happen technolo technologically in the yeah. future, right? It's yeah. like it, something um, the other day, I was listening to a podcast and uh, they were bringing up um, the Jetsons cartoon. Oh, yeah. And that, I think that was done maybe the 80s at a oh, guess. Early, or earlier, earlier than that. 70s, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. Yeah, or may yeah, and but it's set in I think it's like 2063 or something like that, yeah. right? And they've got tablets, um, jetpacks, 
uh, almost, well, flying cars is probably the only thing I think that wasn't achieved. Yeah. Um, tablets, there was self, there was all these things uh, um, and they've all come to fruition almost yeah. like exactly identical to what they had. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how, it, you know, it makes you wonder. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 so fun to see where, um, you know, what, what filmmakers um, and artists and writers sort of, envision a future will be and like no one gets it completely right but there are always these like basic ideas that somehow creep through that I think come from what would we like what would make life easier the one that I think about a lot is the way that um, Tom Cruise interacts with the screens in Minority Report. Oh, I love that. The idea love of just swiping and, and the gestures and like enlarging things with your hands yeah and yeah yeah that is essentially the exact same thing that we do with modern touchscreens and yeah, phones yeah. like that interact it's like well we don't have glowing things on our fingertips and it doesn't all float around us in a hologram, although that may be just Won't around the corner. too but far yeah. away, I don't um, think, yeah. But that basic idea of like we, we like the, 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 the point and click with a mouse or keyboard like works really well with us, but ultimately I think the easiest interaction would be if we could just touch it and move it and, and yeah, make it be with our hands. Throw and, that away. Yeah, and, swipe it away yeah. and swipe it in. And, um, well, it's Iron Man. It's in, well, yeah, I mean, right. obviously yeah, exactly, Minority yeah. Report is a lot older, so that's yeah. quite awesome that they predicted that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But that basic idea of how we want behave, uh, technology to behave, yeah. I think that's um, where you get And I guess, yeah, Jetsons is a great example. And maybe I was wrong. I, 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 I spoke very confidently, like, no, no, it's early. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I might actually be wrong. Yeah. But my, my impression is that's an earlier series. So if yeah. I'm wrong. Well, I mean, because it's fact check. It was color as well so yeah. that's why I'm thinking it wasn't that much older yeah so yeah I'm it could be it's pretty old yeah. but I'm sure it's maybe there was black and white ones before that I, so I, it from what yeah. I remember it was color yeah. so I mean that would have to be it can't be that old you I know? think my, my impression too because of the design of it being such a 60s vision of the future like that sort of retro future in my yeah. mind I go to like end of the 60s early 70s maybe but anyway but was or, there or, color I, then though? Was there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, TV was black and white, so I guess, yeah, you're right. It's, hmm, I don't know. Okay. It, all, all I, I don't know the answer, only yeah. that I seem to sound very confident when I said, <laughs> yeah, you oh, were no, it's very earlier than that. I'm like, oh, like, is this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know my like Jetsons that well, unfortunately. <laughs> I love the Jetsons yeah, growing up. But, I remember it now. It's yeah. quite amazing, actually. There wasn't a lot of shows around like that. Yeah, no, well, it's, I, it's, it's fun. A lot of the, um, uh, I guess it, the the uh, the animated sitcom it was really the legacy of what you know the Simpsons yeah. then took the next step and you know the the idea of the the family and the different challenges they have and all yeah. the rest of it that's yeah the, the the beginnings of yeah that and the Flintstones became the Simpsons and, and how successful are all those yeah. yes exactly the Simpsons yeah. are still going yeah yeah God they got to <laughs> be on for, like for better or worse yeah I don't know I haven't watched it a long time but yeah, yeah it's it's got to be in like the fortieth odd season or something I, think, I would yeah, imagine it's or definitely more up there yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a while since I've watched a new episode but yeah it's yeah. clearly got an audience people still, people do. still love I know, it because yeah. they bring it up I'm like is that still going yeah. they still make it a new one yeah. like yeah. I mean you could live on the reruns I mean how much of the Friends reruns and Seinfeld and things like that you know still going. Well, it's interesting. I, I do admire them for at least wh whether I like what The Simpsons has become or not. Um, I do admire that the show has evolved over time and changed. Like when you, when you run for that length of time, you have to respond to the things that are around you, right? Like you've got to look at yeah. like right, Family Guy and that kind of um, cutaway comedy. Like I know The Simpsons started to introduce elements of that. And like, it's interesting now that there's like, maybe one day I will sit down and watch it from start to finish because I've 
like a lot of people, I love those first sort of 10 to 12 seasons. I think they're great. Grew up on those and come back to them regularly, reference them all the time. Um, But it is, it'd be interesting to see that there wouldn't, there aren't going to be too many shows that have reflected the time period they're in and stayed, like not gone away for 10 years and come back with a reunion. The Simpsons really existed all throughout yeah, this time from you know, 90s uh, to now. Evolution of the characters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the style of comedy and the style of animation. And yeah, it, yeah. it, it would be um, a pretty good case study in, in how, um, uh, yeah, t- TV animation has evolved and, and what we were all into at the time because it tends to reflect what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's... Um, art imitating uh, life. Yeah, art yeah. imitating <laughs> art. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. So, I, I brought up the Jensen's. Yeah. Uh, I think um, we were talking about like the the technology behind uh, the engine, right? I think. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, future, uh, visions of the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, okay. I like, will answer my question with the green screen. Because yeah. I was really, yeah, I was really interested to know how you do that. Because obviously my love of sci-fi as well. And you think of these things, that scripts yeah. that you want to write. And that's why it was really cool what you said before was you didn't handicap yourself into what you think you could do and trying to rack your brain of how you're going to figure out these problems before you start yeah. to shoot, which... I mean, let's face it, everyone takes different approaches probably to filmmaking, right? And yeah. a lot of the time, like on the bigger product, they have the time to do that and the money yes. and they figure the things out. But I mean, that's it's, it's such a thing to admire that you kind of took that um, mindset on with it and you're just like, we're just going to do it yeah. and figure it out as we go. I mean, that's that's a very ballsy move. Well, and, and I to be completely clear, like if I didn't have the people um, that I'm working with with me, this would never have worked. Like, yeah. So Justin when we talk visual effects is absolutely critical. And if like, if he was like, actually, I'm not interested in this, the whole thing falls over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's true with um, Adrian, who's my composer. Um, we've been working together for years now. And um, I have a real love of orchestral film scores and, and like to have that big orchestra sound, um, which is tough on a low budget just from a recording and assembling the musicians yeah. and whatnot point of view, but also having a composer that is happy to get in the weeds with me. I can be extremely annoying when it comes to like <laughs> what I want and like, no, we've yeah. really got to aim for this and I want this sort of feeling and yeah. this sort of sound. Um, and yeah, I would just be totally lost at sea if I didn't have these people who were as excited about the same types of filmmaking types of approach um like i could not do that engine effect myself like that that's not something i'm capable of uh, there's not a lot of people that could pull that one i no. mean you can there's no no amount of youtube videos online yeah, that you could right. look at to really probably i mean exactly. you probably could if you had time well and, and but, that, i guess that's it like exactly what you just said before where like you've got like your hollywood productions you know, they can either throw money at a problem um, or, or time. And like that has been the overwhelming lesson of space time is, and, and I think it, it's just sort of independent film in general. If you have a problem to solve and you don't have money, the only thing you can throw at it is time. And that has, that is exactly what our post-production has yeah, been. It's like, yeah. well, if we had the money, we'd bring on more people, we'd outsource more, we'd what have you. Um, and for us, it was like, we just have to keep throwing time at it. We just have to keep, chipping away and and getting closer and closer um which you know it's it, uh, uh adam recently made the uh comment and like it, it was it was very true we have given the best years of our lives to this film in in 
in a lot of ways. Like this yeah. has been such an undertaking, and but but at the same time, like I just couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like it, mm. I, I don't want to work in a bank. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to be a lawyer. I, yeah. This this is the most rewarding, enjoyable, exciting uh, process. And so, yeah, finding the people that have the talent and ability um, and dedication who can also get as excited. I'll just as long as I live, we'll, we'll never understand how lucky I was to, mm. to, to find those people and to have them get on board, get behind me. But they definitely would have shared the same, you know, passion and enthusiasm, right, for the arts. So, they, yeah. you know, you've attracted the right people and it happens. Mm. But, yeah, so, I mean, so did you have, um, I know you spoke about it before and it's okay if you don't want to really say too much about sure. it, but you, um, you guys sort of, put this on your own back to start off the shooting and then did you get some more funding to do the post-production kind of thing? Exactly. That's exactly right. So um, we the, the the shoot itself was financed primarily by um, Adam, Jai and myself. Um, we put our savings in, took out a big bank loan and that was enough to get us almost all the way to the end of filming. And then Jai brought in um, a number of investors. We had one come on right at the end of the shoot and we just cut together a little trailer because you know, we were really happy with what we had and yeah. cut together a little trailer and then Jai pitched the hell out of it and was able to bring on an investor to give us that little bit extra because we knew we were going to go over schedule. We needed two more days and we're like, all right, yeah. how do we pay for that? And so Jai was able to bring on someone to help fill in that gap. And then post-production really just became, okay, what's the next thing we need? We need this. Okay, how much will that cost? Right. And then it would be a combination, primarily Jai going out and finding someone, us having like at different stages that, you know, the cut of the film coming together, um, it being able to show rough cuts or show scenes or show work in progress visual effects, and then using that to try and bring in more investment. And so we essentially um, ended up with a, a budget that was like five times higher, like what we shot with, we times that by five uh, by the end to yeah, right. through post yeah. and and a lot of that um uh yeah it was it was people responding to the movie and being able to see the potential and yeah. i think when we had the first rough cut come together we had a a real look at it and it was that sort of moment of okay this is going to be extremely difficult we know this is going to take a lot longer than any of us hoped but we're not even truly sure how long it will take and so it was either right do we say this is the first feature for like for most of us um for jai he's had several features at this point but for adam and i this was our first we're like right is this the first feature and we just have basic effects just get it together get it working and move on to the next one or have we got something special in our opinion that you know is is worth really trying to 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 elevate and and finish to the same standard because you don't know when you set out to make a, a low budget feature like it might be terrible you're not sure and it really was that like oh it's it's really worked out like we've shown it to some audiences now and they care about the characters um and nobody hesitated everybody was like no no we're gonna do it properly we're all in let's let's do it <laughs> and so yeah it became a process of, of raising more money to keep the um uh the the train on the tracks um and um yeah just steadily putting pieces in place so we would have uh, like a, a need for something for visual effects and it would be like, right, how much will that cost? Okay, let's find someone, let's raise that money, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, same with the, like the score. Um, we were very fortunate to have the Melbourne Symphony get on board to oh, wow. perform the music, yeah. which was just an absolute dream come true. And they 
um, really, really helped us out um, from a financial perspective. But then it was like, right, we now need to raise this much money. And that is, you know, as I'm working on the film and working with Adrian, he's writing the music, still working with Adrian on the, um, sorry, Adrian writing the music, Justin with the visual effects and so on. Um, that really was, Jaya goes out and finds the money. And then somehow we have our <laughs> almost two hours of music. Um, and we're there and recording. It's like, right, great, that's that challenge, right? What's the next thing we've got to, do and it, it really just became if, if we spent a cent it was because it was what was needed it was always like right what's the next thing we've got to try and yeah. uh cover so uh it's it's a tough way to do it and like there are definitely periods where you're like oh i don't know if this will be possible because so we might not have the the cash in time um but fortunately having the project itself be exciting and combined i think also as i said we were really big on having a lot of like behind the, machine, behind the scenes material out and had quite a nice social media following yeah. and all that. I think there was a definite feeling of like, oh, this this is a project that's that's doing something special and, yeah. and it's easy to get excited about. Yeah. Plus everyone loves time travel. Like I think yeah, that exactly. like it's, you tell someone you're doing, yeah, Back to the Future meets Breaking Bad and they're like, oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, great way to describe it too. Yeah, yeah. I, you can just see like the, the, the possibilities with that. So yeah, um, yeah but like it, it's every... Every film is made differently and especially independent film, like whatever your path is to whether it's getting financing or like I, I know so many um, filmmakers who will spend years and years and years trying to get the film off the ground and then finally do and it's fantastic. For us, we got the film off the ground really quickly and cheaply just by backing ourselves and then our like 10 years of waiting um, not quite 10, but, you know, that where, where a lot will, it's like raise all the money at the start and try and get it all together and then start shooting. We shot and then spend our post-production trying to, to fill in those gaps. So yeah. it's not terribly unusual to have a film take, you know, many, 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 many years to, mm. to be finished. It was more just the order that we did it in. Because <laughs> from writing, like, we, as I said, Adam and I had been developing the idea for a long time. Uh, but really we, we had... The, the shooting script done within a year and were like from let's make this to shooting it was it was like a year and a half maybe yeah so it, it started quickly so and about a year to create and write the film and then you were up and shooting by six months uh, yeah after that. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah so yeah, yeah it was, quite, it was real quick that's pretty quick yeah yeah, yeah. And, and part especially of especially taking on what you took on yeah. and and the moves you <laughs> made with it yeah well and and i sometimes i do wonder because like as i say i do think now at the end it has worked out but there was certainly moments over the production where i was like god have we made a huge mistake make trying to make this film as a first film maybe this should have been a second film yeah 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 um but as I say, it did work out. But the the um, uh, you you do have those um, those moments of like, okay, what like if if you stop and think about it, this is a bad idea. And I do think a lot of our like like any, making any film is almost a bad idea. Like you know, if you really slow down and think about it yeah. and weigh up like the time suck, the yeah. financial cost, the yeah. impact on your personal life, all those things. Um, <laughs> It's a terrible idea to make a movie, but but what are you living for at the same exactly, time? Exactly, yeah. that's right. And so that momentum, though, of like it just like the script came together. We were so excited. It was like everybody that read it was like, "Love it, let's do it." Like it was it, if because we moved so quickly, I think that did 
help us avoid that like conversation you don't want to have yeah, where you with slow yourself down or and, other yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, momentum. Exactly. Momentum, momentum is that's everything. It. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. It's such a key part of anything in like, yeah, that there is a time to to strike and you can just feel it in your bones. Yeah. Yeah. This you just is, gotta this, go, you gotta just go gotta for wing it, it and do exactly. it, whatever you can to make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So how, I mean, you, so it's probably been, did you finish it in 2015, 2016? The shoot? Yeah. Yeah. So we finished at the start of 2016. So we started end of, sorry, yeah, end of 2015, we began principal, um, shot into 2016. And then um, it, it's interesting. It's, it's hard to sort of talk about it in terms of principal and pickups because we did more shooting in 2017 that was um, specific to visual effects. So it was yeah. like, it was planned photography that just, was outside of the main because the, the movie kind of divides up quite neatly into sort of chunks and chapters yeah uh, without spoiling how yeah, it's sort I, of the I structure of it yeah, yeah. yeah so we, we, we were still shooting but like the, we, we we actually picked up some like very small photography just at the end of last year like like which is it was really just oh for for a visual effects sequence we wanted to see some more people um in, in a bit uh you know so it, it's it's been a uh, an unorthodox um, approach. Yeah. Approach, yeah. But yeah. that that main block of shooting was end of twenty fifteen into twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And it, do you think um, because you were doing those pickups later on in the visual effects, you figured mm. out how you would do the things after the fact kind of thing, or was it just you could add to it at the same time, or a bit of everything? It was a bit of both of those, and then a third thing, which was the um, similar to the approach with like, okay, what do we need to do next that has to be financed? Now let's focus on that and get okay, it financed. Yeah, it was the yeah. same with like, well, we can kick that can down the road because we know we don't need it until we need it. Yeah. And having the visual effects approach, um, I don't know if any of this is making sense, keeping it vague, but um, the uh, having that approach of like, look, it's, it's essentially Justin and I just working through this visual effects load. And if we're not going to use it, we know we're not going to use it until next year, we'll put off having to pull it together until next yeah. year because we're focusing on these scenes and these effects and this work. So yeah. some of that was just a, a result of knowing it wasn't needed and and having, um, again, it sounds crazy when you lay it out like that, but it, it did serve us quite well to sort of tackle bits and chunks. And But yeah, definitely things come out uh, where you realize like, oh, this scene would be better if we saw one more shot of blah and you go back to everybody and you say, hello, can we go back for one more round or like some more ADR or yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah, which um, I don't know, everybody kept showing up and everybody was still excited. And yeah, um, yeah it was, uh, yeah, we, we, I definitely asked way too much of people, but I mean, you always do. I think um, it's just the nature of the business, right? Yes. Yeah, people definitely. know what they're getting involved with. And if you don't, you probably haven't done your due diligence before you've started in yeah. the preparation and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And I suppose too, because at that time, like you're dealing with the visual effects, it's not so much you're dealing with a physical person that's aged over those years too. Yeah. Some, I mean, you know, it's movie magic, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you can course. make things happen. But yes, yeah, that's a good thing that you've like, you've done the principal photography with, you know, the main cast of the actors and everything like yeah. that. You've got that done, you've got it there, and then you can just focus on those added elements, right? That yeah. um, put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, guys, you can check that uh behind the scenes teaser trailer, yes. whichever what way you want to call it. Uh I know it's on the link at IMDB, right? It's on your Instagram page, Spacetime Movie. I yeah, think. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So all of our social media, we're just Spacetime Movie. So yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. And because I noticed on your website you've got um 
like a lot more of the behind the scenes footage, but it's unlockable to yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so, so, so that's all. Um, uh, yeah, no, ha- have a look at the website. Actually, that's that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, spacetimemovie.com. Um, yeah, so there's we've got more content coming, and we're just sitting on it for the time oh, being. Okay, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the we've got it. Uh, protected for the time being. Just yeah, I wasn't to, sure yeah. if you're doing some subscription-based thing. No, I'm like, man, no. this is new. I'm like... No, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to have it all um, ready to go, but, yeah. like, I also... I'm very cautious of asking for people's attention um, and not being able to say, and here's the release date. That's always my concern. Yeah, like, okay. you, you don't want to well, say... it's the first question you get, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Can right. I see it? Yeah, because yeah, they, um, they don't know, like, what it takes to do this thing. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, you, you don't want to be like, hey, Space Time Movie's coming. Hey. And they're like, great, when can we see it? Don't know. Like, you know, it, so <laughs> hold that thought. Yeah. So we wanted to like not have too much out there and having already put a lot out in the past over yeah. the course of the making, at a certain point, you really do switch from um, your the, the, the material you're putting out into the world being the here's how we're making it, get on the train, come join us, make this film. You switch into we're now a movie that's coming out. And that's kind of the phase right now. So there's, yeah. there's, it, we've, we've cleared a lot of the material that was out previously. Um, and now we're focused on finished movie and, and how we want people to engage with that and how we want to promote that and just get people excited about the movie itself. Um, so, yeah, so that, that sort of mini teaser um, announcement video is, is sort of the first step of that, um, of that new sort of wave of, of content we're putting out. But, yeah, there's some cool photos and, and galleries yeah. and things on the website and yeah. you can see some of the, uh, just a, a taste of the work we've been doing. Yeah, cool. Mm. And... Um, like with uh, obviously bringing on the finance, uh, other financial mm. people and things like that. Like what? I mean, how did you you guys work that all out? I mean, you've got full creative control still, and like, is there? Yeah, did you have difficulties with any of that kind of side of things? No, every, everyone's been. I suppose you really already shot great. it too. <laughs> well, that's right. Too late. So, yeah. um, no, I, I think everybody bought in to the vision um, of of what the movie was going to be, but also. Um, the spirit in which we were doing it. Yeah. I think um, it was a, for, for the people that were backing us. And so it, and really like we had, I feel like, gosh, I should probably know the number off the top of my head. I feel like maybe 12 or so people put money in, 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 in rather large sums of money. And it's it's a mixture of um, some of people that I knew that I was able to bring on, um, you know, uh, just through, uh, hey, I'm making this movie. Have a look at it. Oh, it looks great. I'm in. Um, and then others, it was approaching just strangers that we knew had money. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not knew had money, but knew, knew were um, eager to support artistic projects like this, knew people, you know, that were excited about this kind of uh, project. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was a real, it was a real mix of different personalities. And I think if they know certainly between Adam, Jai, and myself, if they know that we're willing to throw ourselves off a bridge to get our movie made, they don't want to be the ones that come in and go, I also want the movie to be blah. Yeah. Like, like they're clearly showing up because they respect what the lengths we're willing to go to and and how much of, you know, how much we've already put in. So, no, there, there really has never been a conversation around hate this scene or don't like that. Yeah. Certainly everyone has an opinion and, like, you know, we, we're, we're quite... Um, it, you know, it's a lot of fun showing the movie to an audience and uh, just having them react to it like it's a movie. Like that's something that none of the people working on it can truly do is, you know, be surprised by the film because they know where it's going. So that's been, that was very helpful for us, like talking, like showing an investor the movie 
um, or talking to them about the story before there was a cut or at whatever stage they came on um, and getting their response and like, oh, that's interesting. You liked this character, didn't like that character. And I'd be an idiot to not take that on, uh, you know, just an audience's response. But no, every, from a creative control point of view, nothing but support um, and an astounding patience. That's that's really the the big one, like not knowing what our completion date would be and, yeah. and always having the best of intentions and the hope that like, well, hopefully it's a year or two or three or who knows. And then you hit COVID and things slow and get harder again. And, you know, there's just all these different challenges uh, that are filmmaking specific. And then you have all the real world challenges as well. And yeah, we were very lucky to have a very supportive, very patient and enthusiastic group of, of people backing us. And, and also, like I said, we all put our own money. Like I, I was um, you know, personally, uh, financially, I've put equal the uh, like the largest sum with some of the other investors. Like they know I'm in, yeah, like I'm on the line well, as yeah. well. So yeah. I think it's harder to be like um, demanding. You know, yeah. Because you know, we're yeah, not just taking, sure. like we're, we're also putting yeah. in ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so some of the characters in the film, like mm. uh, what what were, um, can you give us a bit of background on some of them without giving away too much? Or You're talking about the characters themselves yeah, or the cast? Uh, like, or? The characters in the film. Characters yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, there's really, uh, it, it, there's, there's three main principles um, that characters uh, uh, Liv, um, Holt and Harris. Um, uh, but Liv, Liv, it's really Liv's story. So she's played by Ashley Lowback. She's... Um, our, our point of view character. And she's the uh, sort of um, second in command, I suppose, to Holt, um, who's uh, played by Hugh Parker. He is the scientist whose vision this engine is, and she's, he's kind of a mentor to her, um, but she's also absolutely critical to the, the project and, and a, a major part of, of the success of, of this machine. Um, and so you really have in Holt a character who is willing to do anything to get this machine built and working. And in, in the same way that we've been talking about filmmaking, it's a very clear parallel there. He'll do anything to get it done. He'll talk to anyone, he'll take, he'll steal, he'll borrow, he'll do whatever it takes. And then Liv, our point of view character, it's all about her trying to figure out where the line is for her as she also believes in the machine and wants to have uh, to, to complete it. Part of their motivation is in the, uh, like, in, in the world of our film, everyone is quite worried about the, the path we're on, just humanity is on. And, yeah. and, and we're like, all right, we're, we're, we're not out of time yet, but we can see we're on a timeline where we might want to leave this planet or start thinking about getting out there. And this really is the team that are beginning research, beginning development that maybe in a hundred years could save humanity, like where we really have to think about getting off this planet. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, there, there is a motivation of like, well, what we're doing is important. It's, it's about exploration. It's about taking the next step for, for you know, humankind. It's, um, and, and it's a potential to find a new home if we ever need it. Um, and so she has a very clear, like, wants to complete it, needs to, like, can see all the benefits of this machine. And it's just the, like, how, how deep is she willing to go in following Holt as he's willing to do darker and darker things to to pull off the the creation of the the machine and then um the third 
sort of principal character is is Harris, is played by Pacharo Bazembe, and he's um, the love interest essentially to live. And she very much uh, he represents sort of her home life and emotional life. And so as she is pulled between her work and her um, uh, passion and and drive for the project, and also the challenges of this sort of uh, more complex approach to getting it done. She's also uh, trying to balance that with being a good partner, uh, being someone who's available and emotional and, and trying to really have both. And so the film, you know, it's a big fun time travel adventure, but the thematically the, the, there's a couple of things going on and one of the big ones is just can you have both? Can you have the home life yeah. and can you have the, the work life and, and what's that balance and what does it take, which, again, I think is something that's quite relatable to anybody undertaking a project, not just filmmaking, where you have to constantly make choices that, you know, you're, you're working on this film seven days a week, all hours a day. Can you also have a healthy relationship yeah, at yeah, the same time? Yeah. I think anyone that takes on any um, uh, pro, you know, enormous project, whether it is scientific pursuit, whether it is starting a small business, you know, a startup, um, it always takes more of yourself and, and you, it's, you know, slowly chips away and, 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 mm. and dominates you. So yeah. um, that, that's really the, 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 the sort of core challenge for these characters. Um, and you also have um, Harris um, is also a, a character who's doing, attempting to do the same thing in, in terms of the, the scientific discovery, but he's doing it the straight and narrow way, which is the very slow way and the, like, all, they're always dealing with financing and the, the yeah. big business way. So she uh, gets to see sort of both sides and, and is trying to navigate it. Yeah. Is that Erin's character? Is it Erin? Oh, Erin's character. She is. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So she's um, the boss of uh, of Harris's company um, at the beginning of the film, and um, yes, she's very much represents the the business side. Which, uh, again, putting it in filmmaking terms, that's the uh, thing that Holt's character can't stand. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, the having to fit yeah. the corporate yeah. uh, world. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely uh, for his character a move to, to, to get away from uh, that side and do it himself without that oversight. Yeah, and actually it's kind of like the moral compass yes. that you're following through, yeah. Yeah, well, she, she, yeah, she's definitely the audience surrogate and the person that is, is struggling um, the most with the the moral challenges and, yeah. and the, yeah the different ambitions and all the rest of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it. I think it makes for a very um, r relatable human story to kind of ground you while you're jumping through time. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> it sounds like very well put together by you guys. Yeah. yeah. It, it really seems like a complete film. And what so. you're saying. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> haven't seen it, but um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I love the backstory and what you've yeah. Got what you've got going on with it without asking too many other questions that are giving away yeah. plot and everything. I can sort of put it together with what you're saying and I'm excited cool. to see it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, it, and it's it's been nice too because, like, yeah, you mentioned like Aaron's character and there, there are so many other supporting characters in the film that really do help um, sort of flesh out the world, but also, yeah, everyone sort of has a little version of what I've described and we tried to be quite, um, excuse me, um, to be quite... Uh, uh, careful just to make sure that everybody has a, a, a challenge or like 
they have to side with one of these yeah. philosophies and yeah. sort of seeing how different people respond uh, all throughout the film. So. Yeah, they've got to have obstacles to overcome yeah. their own personal exactly. growth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Mm. And for those guys who uh, listened to the last episode with Gideon on, that is his brother that is uh, yeah. that is in the film as one of the leads, that's right? right? Yeah, yeah. Patch, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Very talented family. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, yeah. Um, it's funny. Yeah, because he... Um, I saw him uh, when I was working on Nautilus, like the oh, yeah. Disney series. Like he's got a big role in that, obviously. And um, Hugh was on there. I actually stood in for him one oh, day really? as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he was doing a bit part thing and I was standing in for another one of the main actors in the scene. And um, he didn't have a stand. And they're like, Dan, do you want to stay around? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't go to tell me twice. Uh, I'll hang around on set. Yeah, I must have loved that. And it happened to be him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he was so so in character though, because uh, obviously he had a British accent as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and I made some joke. <laughs> I can't remember what it was because I can't actually. Yeah, I can't really say too much. Oh, yeah, of, of what yeah. he you know yeah. was doing, it's hard to say the context of yes. the joke. But Disney will be very. He was unhappy. so in character. He like straight faced me. I'm like, okay, okay, we'll do <laughs> that. That's great. It was funny. He, he laughed, but he was trying to. You could tell he was trying to be professional. Yeah. And like you know, yeah, yeah. He's a good actor though. I've seen him in other things. Yeah. Um, Ashley as well. She's doing quite. I think she's yeah. getting a few things now. It seems like, yeah. um, from what I understand, yeah, yeah. That, but, I mean, it's uh, everyone's been doing some really great work. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting, and you know, the, we're again just so grateful um, to everyone in the cast that that came on and wanted to be part of this. Mm. Um, and yeah, having having a long post production, it's been very rewarding and exciting for us to sort of see everybody as they've also moved through their career and, yeah, you know, building themselves up. Like it was, um, uh, what was it recently? Oh, yeah, no, because Hugh had quite a, a, a good role in Elvis and yeah, getting right. to see yeah. that sequence, which uh, had some, it's, it's, it's wild to say this, but once you've seen Space Time, it will make sense. There were a few similarities in the nature of his scene up in this control room, looking down on this, thing going wrong I'm like oh wow that that really feels like a scene in space time yeah so, is that the special that they did that's right, right. He, the Christmas yeah, special yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So a I little, do remember little, he was on that yeah yeah so um but yeah it's been great seeing everyone I'm very excited for Nautilus and yeah um yeah it's uh it's yeah we're, we're very lucky with our cast um well I mean these and, things are gonna like they're all gonna coincide you know when you eventually get your release of what you're doing you know Absolutely. these guys things that they're on are gonna be getting released at a similar time and you know the domino effect of all this and definitely that's the fantastic part about it well, isn't that, it that's that is the joke I always make but it's it's it's, it's, it's not that we wouldn't <laughs> sped things up but uh, yeah the real reason we stayed in post this long was waiting for our all of our cast to get really famous that was yeah. really why we <laughs> no it's great I um I, uh Ash has got um a new film um, starring Arj Barker called The yeah. Nut Farm coming yeah, out soon. Which, for one oh, of the roles in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got to see a screening of it recently and it's fantastic. Oh, it's right. really okay. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Nautilus for Patch and yeah, Hughes in almost everything it seems now. So yeah, it's it's pretty pretty exciting time for everybody yeah. in the yeah, cast. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so so that's the idea, right? Is to go the the larger festival route once you're finished? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've absolutely talked to um, distributors and, and, and thought about sales but the 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 very promising thing with the film is because we've done a number of test screenings for general audiences um and the reaction's always really good we've we've we've, um you know you always put a few friends in there because just in case everyone hates it you want someone that's nice to you yeah but we even (laughs) like the the general audience like we, we just got a great response from and so it seemed 
um, wisest to us to 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 try and you know use what has been consistently a good audience reaction um, to to leverage the best possible release. Um, we have a few plans already figured out, and a few things we're still circling and I'm not sure about. But ultimately, yeah, my, our hope is to is to go the festival route. I think that that would be um, honestly the most fun and rewarding having yeah. spent all this time on this yeah, film yeah. i just personally really want to to, to see the film in a major Filmmaker, festival and, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um and and being such a it's such a tough road for a film like this in terms of getting any sort of major cinema release now um yeah i think that that's really our our, our thinking is a major festival and then see what's possible from there yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's great to have the streaming route, isn't it? Like yeah. as a filmmaker and everything and a means of hopefully eventually getting paid for these yeah. things, right? Um, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, cinema release is, is the goal, is it? To showcase the film or, I mean, yes. yeah, 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 that would be the and, and honestly, like, scenario. Most people watch movies on streaming now and I think that's completely valid. It's, and, and like, yeah, the conversation I know I have with myself is always just like how much of, I just want it on the big screen is just my like ego as a director slash a love of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a but bit like, of everything. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, I just want the most people possible to see the film. Exactly, and I, and yeah. however they watch it yeah. is fine by me. Like we, we watch things on our phones, we watch things on laptops. Like it's better to accept and embrace that and not resist it as much as I am a purist who likes to see everything in the cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want the most people possible to enjoy the film and um, or not, you know, just to, to, to see it um, and and hopefully be distracted for a couple of hours and and have a good time. And, yeah, and, and also see what's possible in Queensland because it's it is a Queensland film, and we're quite proud of that. And I, I think it's great to have a film that is is primarily um, Queensland talent in the cast. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to, that's, that's why I admire, you know, filmmakers like Jeremy and so many others that are doing things mm. here. Like it's, it's a hard place to get an independent film off the ground. And we have so many incredible filmmakers and performers here. It's, it's, it's going to be like, I, I just want people to see, you know, some of what we're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Can't wait. Mm. You, you were saying before, um, and I have noticed that on your Instagram and stuff like that, uh, that yeah, your your love of orchestra and classical sort of music oh, yeah. and Big things like nerd. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's just like for the tonality of the film, um, I could see why that would really work having that in as well. Um, yeah. how, how did you, I mean, you have a composer that sort of yes. worked things out with working with you and then worked with the orchestra to get the feeling and the vibe of what you wanted? Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's Adrian Diary. Um, so Adrian and I have been um, working together for over 10 years now, I think. Um, and we did all of our short films. And every short film, we've had some version of an orchestra. Like that's just been it. Like we had our, our first short was a volunteer orchestra. We just like advertise at the con, hi, come and play in our score uh, for this short film. Uh, and then gradually sort of building up and building up. Um, but yeah, for this one, we we honestly, when we started, we were like, well, it'll probably, because it's a feature and because I know I use music quite liberally, um, I, I like to think I overuse it, but I do like to have a lot of music in there. Um, we were thinking originally that it might have to be part electronic, part live, and we'd try and find a balance there. Yeah. And then it just became uh, clearer and clearer as the edit came together that this type of movie was best supported by that full orchestra mm. feeling. And so we're like, right, we're just going to have to yeah. shoot for this and really go for it. Um, 
And yeah, working with Adrian, it's, again, as I said, I can be quite annoying. Um, and like, it, it's certainly not easy writing music on this scale in this way. Um, and because I have very specific ideas about what I'd like, um, you know, th- there's definitely, it's definitely a process of us working together. Um, but he's just that one of those guys that the notes come to him. And I know it's not an easy, like it doesn't just magically appear from the ether. I know it's a lot of work, but he's he's got that real magic talent um, for melody and and for for supporting images with music and, and knowing what's right and, and 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 sort of when the music should carry the scene and and when it should sort of come fall to the back and yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's uh, it's a very big part of my process is sort of working out the music. I think that being a a, a product of kind of seventies, eighties, nineties cinema and growing up on that sort of Spielberg Lucas kind of style of of movies, um, uh, I, I definitely do tend towards that. Um, scale like mm. big big john williams fan love all that sort of like I, I like to leave a movie humming the themes like like i like it when the music is uh you know in in my mind after the after the film's done so uh yeah we were really trying to have a, a, a film score that had um you know every character has a musical identity and that different um you know, when when a certain thing happens, where you might have a signature sort of yeah. musical sound, and yeah, and yeah. talking about like, oh well, um, this is Liv's uh, theme, and we could have a, a, a darker version when things are going badly, and then when things are going well, we'll have a more positive version, and then at a certain point of growth for her, the theme will transform and be, become something else, and then yeah. see be how a, she deals with the situation, yeah, and people and the feeling of it, yeah, because yeah. and and it's it's interesting, like I I think there's like I, I, I love the idea of also doing a movie with very little music one day, but I, I'm I'm a great believer in in using every tool in the belt to to tell the story and yeah. to, to 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 tell the emotional journey. And um, yeah, music's a very big one, and um, yeah, it 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 really does help. Like it, it I guess it would be wrong to say it carries the film because I think performances do such a great job of carrying the movie as well. But it's just one of the the many major components that, yeah. that carries it the and makes it all working set, gel put it together. Come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. people don't, a lot of people, if they're not, you know, cinephiles or anything, like yeah. they don't understand what's going on. They just enjoy it, which is the which main thing, That's the point. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, what that's you want. the point. You don't want to know. 100%. Notice, but, you know, guys uh, probably like us that watch things are just like, analy- like you're still in it to enjoy it, but you're analytically like pulling apart little things when yeah. you're watching the film and going, oh, I see what they did there. Or when you watch it a second, maybe third yeah. time, you start to notice that stuff. Hey. Definitely. And, yeah. and, it, and it's something because like, because Adam um, is very much the same as me. And so even in the writing, like I remember like him being like, yeah, he'll he'll do a pass on a scene and give it to me. And he's already like, and I know, like I've written this knowing what you're going to do with the music here. Like, like yeah. he, he's as excited about that. And really everybody is, um, again, it's a, uh, true of most of the people in sort of the, the, the core crew were all kind of big fans of this sort of film music and, and, and style. But yeah, even in the writing, we are talking about music. We're talking about, oh, this will be a, a montage with this kind of feel, or this is a really big action scene. Yeah. We just know it's going to be something like this, something like this. And we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about musical ideas and, and, you know, temp ideas from like other film scores, you know, this, this from Indiana Jones or this from Star Trek or what have you would, yeah. would be the right kind of tone for this sort of scene. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's uh, it's just uh, just another part of the process that um, yeah, as you say, you don't want the audience thinking about, but hopefully contributes to it all all just working and and telling the story in the best way possible. Yeah, is it hard to find something original when you've got those ideas in mind too, though? You know, like because obviously you see things and they kind of repeat yeah. similar things. I mean. I think everybody does that over the yeah. ages of filmmaking, right? You yeah. just like you love this director, and you steal little things from yeah. here and there and there. You're, you know, and fit it to your own and make it work for you and and what story you're trying to tell. But sure. I mean, when it comes to music, yeah, you know, like there's the iconic Star Wars stuff or yeah. what have you, and kind of associate that with time or not time trip, but space and everything. Yeah, and it's like, and... oh, we want something like this, but. Just a bit different, so nobody realized. Like yeah. that must be hard to find something original in that regard. But if you're doing it and having composers involved and in, as an orchestra, that yeah. makes it a bit easier. Well, maybe not easier, but you have more to pull from yeah. and more people to, you know, collaborate with to, to achieve that. Right. Well, and I think I mean it's true of writing. It's true of shot construction. It's true of performance. You know, you are looking at a unique expression of an old idea. Like uh, take acting, for example, uh, an actor has to yell because they're angry, but you are getting that actor's unique take on yelling. Yeah, are they yeah, looking? Yeah. Is it eye contact? Are they looking away? Are they storming in? Are they punching the wall? Like there are so many different ways for an actor to scream at another actor in a dramatic scene. Mm. Same with music. There are only so many notes, only so many chords. Only so so many ways, you know, you can combine the instruments yeah, to create a sound. Because there's a lot of copyrights, like with music that comes yeah. out a lot these days, yeah. right? And they're like, oh, it's got the same thing. But because I think Ed Sheeran won a famous one a while oh, ago right? the other yeah. day, yeah. And um, he's like, look, there's only this many chords. Yeah, if I right, play yeah. it this way, it still sounds the same. That's if right. I play it that way, and yeah, I think he won. Yeah, yeah right. Um, there so, you know. yeah. Well, it's and it's it is it's it's the composer's unique like taking of the like. Uh, all the the musical colors that already exist and putting them to way together in a, in a slightly different way mm. and and I think I think I can say pretty confidently that while you might go oh it's a bit Star Warsy you couldn't point to like any one cue in the Star Wars scores and go oh that's the one they're like ripping off like yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely its own thing and um, uh, I, I think also being as familiar as I am with film scores, like I just hear it all the time. Like you, you watch, um, uh, one film, uh, you know, by one composer and then that composer working on another film's music and you can hear the same ideas, which I quite, I quite like the idea of, although things should be made for a project, I also understand the idea that artists explore ideas across multiple projects. Same as, um, you know, it's such a, a regular theme for Spielberg films is exploring the relationships of fathers and sons. Mm. That's a theme he's worked on across many movies, yeah, yeah. most of his movies. And he always comes back to the same thematic material. Yeah. I feel the same way with cinematographers that like, this is a style of photography. Like you look at um, the early Christopher Nolan films with Wally Pfister, his cinematographer, they were kind of, constantly developing a particular style, a, a cooler palette, lots of handheld, you know, these sort of tr uh, tricks. You can use handheld. The Bourne movies use handheld. The Bond movies use handheld. It's a doco style, but they were doing it in a very particular way. And you can see from movie to movie, the evolution of that. Yeah. It's the same with music. It's just that I do think because music being what it is, 
you catch that little earworm and you're like, oh, that reminds me of Batman. Oh, that sounds the same. But it is the same principle of we're just working through uh, an idea and expressing it different ways and and developing ideas. Because, like, you know, as I said, there's only so many musical notes, same way that there's only so many story ideas. I say, oh, Space Time is like Breaking Bad meets Back to the Future. Mm. You probably will look at it if you really pay attention and go, oh, that is very Back to the Future. Yeah. But we've done it in a different way because we've made them criminals at the, you know. And having said that, actually, the opening of Back to the Future is basically Breaking Bad because Doc Brown steals the plutonium, plutonium to make the time machine in the first place. He's all like, again, it all, it's this endlessly, you know, feeding itself. Yeah. This idea goes well with this, but then you do it in this interesting way and create something new. Yeah. 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 That's my ramble. That's my rant on (laughs) (laughs) the reusing of ideas and and originality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's weird, eh? It's like the art that you're creating, but like it's coming from somewhere, Mm. like the void of things or wherever you're getting these ideas from, you know, like it's, it's all... You're a product of your environment and the things that you surround yourself with and you watch, you take in, and then you make your own thing with it. And you must do that as an actor as well. Like you must look at performers that you admire and performances of theirs and say, oh man, I'd like to have that feeling in one of my performances. Yeah. And so you won't necessarily look at like, let's let's say um, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, you know, the the, the endlessly meme scene of, of him never yelling. I've never seen actually, the film. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Well, um, he has a terrific um, uh, argument with Scarlett Hansen's character. Um, and uh, it's it's a very powerful piece of very shouty acting and very affecting. Um, and, like, I get a really, like, a real feeling for that. And I, like, I, could, I could see myself, if I were an actor, being like, oh, I'd like to have that kind of feeling in this scene, in this script I'm working on, like, oh, like that inspires yeah, me. Yeah, okay, yeah. But you're not actually going to look at what another actor's doing. Like, I mean, no, he's got his hand up and he's yeah, pointing yeah, and yeah. he's shouting I mean, and yeah, you don't want to do that. You're actually acting then, yeah, which yeah. is obviously the thing you want to be throwing out the door when yeah. you're acting. Yeah, it's such a weird thing, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you're inspired by the yeah. things you admire. You you look at other films, you look at, yeah, music. Like, you know, I, I like, you know, I look at paintings, I like looking at artwork. I, mm. I like... I see a lot of theater. I love uh, musical theater as well. And like, I will, like there's, um, you know, no musical theater influence necessarily in space time. It's a time travel movie, but I can't help but have little bits of the stuff I admire just sort of creep mm. in and every yeah. now and then I'm like, oh, is that a, is that a, did I, where did I get, where did that idea come from? Oh, I wonder if that's just that idea sparked and from that thing I saw and I connected it with this. and Yeah, yeah. and it's your own little yeah. organic thing as well at the same time. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool, yeah. Um, what What is your sort of, dire- uh, you know, your directing approach when it comes to actors and things like that? Because, I mean, it varies with a lot of people. Like, how do you like to get your actors to work? I mean, do you give them quite a bit of freedom? Are you, are you more a little hands-on? Like, are you dealing with them in the preparation process so much that then you just let them do their thing or...? Um, it's interesting. I look, it's, it's an, that's, that's definitely an evolving, um, approach, you know, and, and the first feature is the time we're like, oh, huh, that's the kind of director I am. And, and there's a certain level of like, oh man, how am I going to go with it? Okay, cool. Um, in, in those three principles, we had three very different styles of, of acting and approaches to acting between Ash, Hugh and Patch. And I rehearsed with them. Um, we, we rehearsed the whole film um, like it was a play. And um, 
it, that was like a one. I, I always will want to do that. I love rehearsing because okay, yeah, uh, yeah. you, you can find opportunities and you have time to explore ideas yeah. when there's not a crew of fifty people standing around waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I, I do think what I have come to realize, even in the other, you know, just even corporates and ads and things that I've been doing in the time that space time has been in post, I'm I'm a big believer in put the elements in and then just see what happens and then craft from there. Like I do like to see what people's initial instincts are. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't have time to explore an idea. And I know I drove all three of the cast crazy at times with, I'm really sorry, we just do not have time. Please do it this way. Yeah. Um, which I hate, but at the same time, again, you got two hours to shoot a scene, you got to get the coverage, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, but I, I like to think that there's as, as much as possible, and I would hope that the, the actors from Space Time would agree, I like to think I was as open as possible to ideas and suggestion. I love um, uh, finding character through blocking. I'm a really big fan of like, let's find action that expresses the um, what the character's feeling yeah, in, a, yeah, in a moment. Yeah. Um, I really love the visual metaphor in in shot construction and blocking as well. Yeah. Um, you know, placing the, the powerful person larger in the frame and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I love visual puns. I love puns in general. But, like, I, I like it when it's like I like to try and find opportunities to be uh, clever and, and have, uh, you know, a, a scene's blocking, yeah, reflect what's going on or inside the character or in the story or yeah. what have you. So um, I'll, I'll come in with clear ideas um, and then, you know, just, just, I think if you can having time to play, see what everyone's initial instincts are and then shaping it from there, uh, a scene that I just love. And I'm, I'm so, um, it's one of my favorite bits of, of movement, uh, is a scene between patch and Ash where they're at home and they're watching TV and they're having a conversation. And at this point in the story, um, Ash's character is, um, is unemployed and Patch's character is getting ready for work and he's kind of um, uh, sort of mothering her and like like he's like making breakfast and things and as they're chatting and um, she's eating, not eating her toast fast enough because she's watching TV and he just like, you know, in the rehearsal process just came over, picked up the plate, put the toast in her mouth and took it so that he could keep cleaning it and it's it was just this little moment of inspiration and like, and so her next line, she had a piece of toast in her mouth, like, oh, it's pretty exciting. Like, because he's like, I'm, I got to go to work. You've got all the time in the world, but I got somewhere to be. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up this plate, stick the last piece of toast in your mouth and take the plate away so I can clean it and, and keep getting ready for it. And I thought it was such a wonderful um, expression of the familiarity of these two characters yeah, that yeah, are in love. Yeah. Um, it expresses the, yes, he's in a hurry. He's got somewhere to be because he's got purpose. And for this character who at this point in the story has lost their purpose, and is kind of, you know, yeah, just lost in general. They got all the time in the world, and so mm. can take their time munching and chatting and all the rest of it. And it was and it just, that just came out of the rehearsal. Pash just did it. Yeah, uh, it, just, it just felt right in the moment. And it's yeah, one of my favorite moments oh, in the right. film. And it's, yeah. it's very cute because yeah, yeah, again, I, you get the feeling of like, oh, these two are in love and yeah, uh, and, and, and live together. Depend, like even though she doesn't realize she's depending on him, yeah. like he's helping her, like you know, exactly. supporting her, and then it helps that relationship build. Yeah, exactly. And the visual cues for the audience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so if if I'd been like, no, 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 you 
you are standing way. in the kitchen, yeah. that, like yeah. that opportunity would never have exactly. come. And yeah. I've got hundreds of those all like from the cast, like, yeah, Hugh, Ash, Patch, everybody just coming up with like little bits of business and ideas. And then that sparks an idea. And as much as you can, you want to be able to explore those. Um, in terms of tone, that's probably the, 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 the hardest thing to manage when um, on a first time film, uh, you're trying to hold the whole film in your head and then you're, you know, wanting to see where opportunities are. And then a little alarm bell goes off and says, this is feeling too silly or this is feeling insincere or this mm. is feeling whatever. And that might be a point where you have to really go, oh, this isn't working. Let's break this apart. Let's bring it back to basics. Let's what have you. Um, but yeah, when, when you're working, the, the, the old um, saying is, you know, if, if you cast well, the job is done as far as directing mm. actors. Um, and I was very lucky to have some unbelievably talented actors who showed up with ideas and were happy to work with me and, and all really respected how enormous what we were trying to do was and that, you know, ask, suggest, put forward an idea, make an offer, and if we don't have time to explore it, that was there was hardly any like butting of heads. It was yeah. all very like, no, no, we're all we're all here. We know we know what we got to do. Um, yeah, and so it worked out really well. And, yeah, and yeah, just figuring out yeah between like you know you 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 start to get a sense really quickly of okay this actor is consistent like they they find it and then they hit that mark every time and then you got the actor that on take one and two and three it's rubbish. And then take four, holy shit, yeah. it's incredible. And then five and six are going to be great. And then you're going to slowly lose it again. After. Yeah. And then another of the actors, it's the take one, incredible. Take two, wildly different idea. Take three, completely different, terribly wrong. Take four, like, And it's just that like, oh, I, I, it's my job to try and get them all to converge yeah. at the right time yeah. and have the, 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 the go take for, for all be at the same time and, and, and trying to control that as well as best you can. Yeah. Um, and understand that about your actors that you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that that's how they are. Like, yeah. that's a, yeah, really good intuitive director. Yeah. 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 And also like, I, I, like, you know, I, I say that like, oh, this one, one actor might give a terrible performance to take one. It's like, also my direction might just be straight up wrong. My blocking idea might be wrong. Where the camera is might be like, no one's right every single time yeah, yeah it's yeah, always yeah. a little bit of a crapshoot of like oh they walked there and it now looks better there and what have you so yeah. trying to be as open as you can whilst also um yeah maintaining the tone and keeping the train on the tracks yeah it's that's essentially the yeah what i found to be the <laughs> the job yeah no, it's yeah. a good mindset to have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just always interesting how people, you know, different people approach how yeah. they're doing the work, you know, and obviously yeah. from being on different sides of it, like it's interesting to hear how you approach it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, like I said, I mean, you're continually obviously tweaking yourself and checking yourself and yeah. changing that as you go. Um, if you see fit to, you're growing as well as everybody else through yeah. the whole project. Yeah. I think I'm a much better director than I was at the time we shot Space Time. Like, yeah. And a lot of like, you know, we, we, if, if we're not learning, then what are we even doing? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I would like to believe that I went like a certain amount of reflection after of like, oh, like how could I have done better? How could I be better? You know, working with someone like Hugh, who is so experienced and has like a, a very specific approach um, that like I have just endless respect for his um, approach to, to acting. And I think it's why 
uh, he just doesn't do a bad performance as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I am, uh, it's like, oh, how, how can I be a good director for his approach? How can I answer his questions? And, and like trying to keep up with that was a real challenge at times. And other times it's like, oh, no, I've got absolutely the answer and I know exactly what I want. And, you know, you're just trying to fit the different shapes and, you know, um, uh, yeah, be the best you can to help them be the best they can in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are your inspirations then with film? Like, obviously, you've spoken about Spielberg and Lucas mm. and guys like that with uh, sci-fi films and everything. But, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you sound like um, you've you really thought out with everything that you're sort of doing. Obviously, you have to be because you're mm. the one, like, leading the the train, so to speak. And, yeah. um, yeah, like, very thought out with, like, shot selections and things like that. I mm. mean, that's got to come with having a good... DOP as well, right? Yeah. Um, cinematographer and you guys jiving together to figure that out. I mean, do you use the same guy or is that a lot of, uh, yeah, like what, what are your inspirations in, in all that regard? Well, uh, yeah, um, I guess in terms of inspiration, like just I just like movies and, mm -hmm. and, and like uh, I've talked a lot about Spielberg and he certainly is my favourite director, but like I, I like anything good. And I try to see as much as I can and yeah. I try to take as much as I can from anything. Um, that kind of, this or this kind of movie um, and our aspirations for it, we were definitely sort of operating in that kind of um, Spielberg-y space in terms of like our approach. I don't believe it's anywhere near as good as a Spielberg film, but like we're, we're definitely like inspired by a lot of the, like what, his best sci-fi films and adventure films have um, just as guiding principles. Um, but I don't know, I, I, I get a lot, um, as I say, from, from cinema in general, try to see everything. And, you know, sometimes it's seeing a movie that you don't like and, and going, okay, well, I don't want to be that or, um, you know, uh, getting a handle on like, oh, that's how they handled this. How interesting. I wonder what it would be like to handle it like that. Um, so yeah, you you take influence um, from all over. Um, like one of my favorite shows that I constantly come back to is Mad Men, and that's like uh, a great example of like just taking what's essentially a, a soap opera set in the '60s and elevating it, and just through incredible writing and performance and shot construction, all the rest of it. Um, you know, trying to, to to make something that is uh, sort of just the the very best version of what is essentially this person sleeping with that person, and that person's married to that person, yeah. and they've got this challenge at work and job and their lives. Um, and so, like, I, I I really admire that. Like, oh, how can you take what is basically a simple idea and just elevate it through all the things I've said? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, I um, you know, the, the, in, in terms of movies that inspire me, just generally, anything good. Like uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, every um, every chance I can to see two thousand and one on the big screen, I'm there. Like that's just one of those movies I always come back to. Um, yeah, just recently did uh, a bunch of the the Christopher Nolan films. They were doing a marathon at. Um, palace and so went back and watched the dark knight again and yeah, nice. um interstellar and a few of those and they're yeah. all like it's like interesting watching them be like oh wow wow i really have been very influenced by um by these films in a lot of ways um 
Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's, there's almost too many to list that yeah, it's hard no, to like to start saying, talking yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge uh, Aaron Sorkin fan, and I don't think anyone would watch Space Time and go, oh, wow, I can really see a lot of the West Wing in there. But the way I move the Steadicam, I'm like, oh, I can kind of see where I've taken that, like, that camera move and that bit of blocking. Yeah. Um, that, that feels a little bit like the West Wing, you know, little, little things like that. Um, great admirer of um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, everything Peter Jackson's been doing with those films. Like, it's so inspiring, um, you know, seeing someone on our end of the world doing films on, in, on that scale at yeah. that level yeah. and having them be so good, but also retaining his signature goofiness. Like, I, I, I love going back to those original Rings, that original Rings trilogy and just, you know, the number of times the camera is clearly just handheld and running up close to the face and, like, it just feels like one yeah, of his earlier so films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I take inspiration from all, all sorts of places and, like I said, love theatre and, um, you know, the, the, anyway you can take it, I guess. it's you, if, it, if it's good and it inspires you, um, uh, what would I see? Oh, recently watching um, the Brisbane production of Hamilton. That was another, like, uh, just you just leave it so charged and and ready to create and and yeah. and make a mark that it's um it's very inspiring. Yeah, well, yeah. true artists brings them from everywhere, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, imagine it's the exact same for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's just an, well, I I watch a lot of things as well. Yeah. And so yeah, you pull in little things here and there, and yeah, yeah. I think it just stays in your in your head, right? And then yeah. you pluck it out when you need it or it jives with that other idea yeah. and then organically it just creates its own thing, yeah. Well, what, what to, to put that question back on you, like what are your influences? Like how do you answer that question? What do you, who do you look at as your influence? I think similar, uh, just films in, in a whole. Yeah. Um, because like growing up and watching movies and um, like I'm from a small town in Blenheim, uh, New Zealand, top yeah. of the South Island, uh, and, you know, when I was there, it was 30,000, 40,000 people or something like that, yeah. you know, very little. And to think that you were going to chase acting at some point yeah. was obviously so far from anything. Yeah. Um, and then when you kind of, you know, you're feeling your way through your teenage years or what have you, um, and you're watching these films and you're kind of living through the characters sometimes or you're learning life lessons, whether they're right or wrong, yeah. obviously through these characters and it's just exciting and it's exhilarating and it's something that you can't experience in your life yeah. yet, but you're getting to, you're getting to feel something through this visual medium that you're, um, that you're watching and it's quite amazing. Mm. And then when you start to grow up and you get more confidence about you and the world and what you want to do, yeah. then you figure out, then you're like, oh, maybe I can actually do this yeah. to a certain extent. Um, and then you meet certain people and they tell you it's all right, you can believe to think this way. And that yeah. was all like in correlation with me moving to Australia, basically, um, and setting up a life over here, you know, sort of by myself and finding right. my way through it all. And I just kind of fell into acting. And then you meet it, you know, you attract the people in that give yeah. you this confidence within yourself. And you're like, it's weird when you're not used to getting that kind of positive reinforcement from people yeah. around you, you know? Um, because it's a very uh it's a thing that's in the creative arts realm. Obviously, there's some other bad apples within it all sure. as well, but that's something that you don't see in a lot of professions. Yeah. Um, is that kind of uh like backing each other up and telling you you can do the impossible. Yeah and giving you confidence within each other and and just like yeah it's just it doesn't really happen a lot i mean yeah. it does sometimes in sports as well but 
also not so much from after talking to Gideon about it as yeah. well a lot. And you've listened to the pods, yeah. you would have sort of got that from it. Um, it's really one in itself, you know, like yeah. it's such a great thing to be involved in. It's such a huge collaborative process, obviously, yeah. as we know. And it's so many talented, skillful people bringing their own little energy and their own little um, their own little zest to the project to bring it to life, you know, yeah. from your original concept idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, movies, yeah, taught me a lot. And then when I feel, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like, I can play that badass action star yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, you yeah. know, I can kiss that hot girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, yeah. like just blanketed thing. But, yeah. um, yeah, and then you get to do it and then you realize it's so different from what yeah. you actually think that it is. Of course. And the places you have to go to to actually be able to evoke that kind of emotion within yourself and the person you're acting across. And then the person watching it has yeah. their own thing of it too. And then you understand this process and you're like, wow, this you would not have thought that all this stuff goes into the actual art that you're consuming, you exactly. know, and, it, and it's such a... It's such a beast, but it's a wild ride and it's so exciting. And yeah. when you're passionate about something like that, that really matters. And like, it's like, what are you living for at the end of the day? You know, so yeah, yeah I think uh, everything, you know, those, but I mean, main influences, like I like the sci-fi stuff. Like I grew up on Star Wars, yeah. absolutely love yeah. Star Wars, but it's kind of, it's also the more I go get older, the more, and I'm not sure of what your opinion would be on this and, and whether, um, like when I sort of, met certain people and started to understand energy, you know, mm. and people and things like that and and energy all around me and and real and sort of opened up to the spiritual realm. I don't know if you're sort of like connected with that in a certain way or you're, or what have you, but or you th you know, some people that it's just like complete yeah. woo-woo, whatever. Um when I started to understand that was sort of the stuff that I was kind of feeling always growing up, I just didn't understand the energy around me and the yeah. people and what I'm like picking up off all these people and why I'm like, I'm staring clear of that person kind of thing. Yeah. It's all the energy thing and it's all around us. And it's interesting that kind of, and I don't know if this is, this is just where I've come to with it. Yeah. Like of George Lucas creating the Star Wars thing. It's like the force is energy, sure. you know, and it is the thing that you feel around you on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and you can harness that and there's the, good and the bad, you know, the dark and the light side sure. and what you choose to do with that. And we all have both sides within us. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a humanity set in space, yeah. you know, doing the thing that they're doing. Sure. You know, the, for the force to me is just energy, energy and it's all around. You know, they speak yeah. about it, obviously, yeah. but I can really take the correlation with the spiritual realm and what I learned with all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if they ever intended that kind of thing, so. but it seems so like a blueprint to me. Yeah. Um, and I found that very interesting. So that was a huge influence for me, I guess, Star Wars and just growing up. I yeah. just love, love Star Wars and yeah. I love everything they're doing. Yeah. And I can't stand the people that knock the TV shows and everything. <laughs> like, I mean, everyone's got their opinions yeah. and fair, right? Like yeah. if you're a fan, sure. But God damn it, guys, aren't you happy they're making more stuff? Well, and I, I feel the same way in that I know because like it, it was interesting as I am such a fan of The Last Jedi and I know that it seems like the internet hates that movie so much, um, but I loved it. Um, that's but the second new one, right? The second of the yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I just recently watched oh, right. three again yeah. last ah, week yeah, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what is great about Star Wars and I always want to remind people because I don't love everything that's being made but I do think that Star Wars is the kind of universe that can have something for everyone. Mm. If you don't like uh, the cartoon, there's a movie for you. If you don't love that movie, great news. We've got a TV series on Disney Plus that's going to be your kind of thing. Yeah. There's so many different styles and so many different types of storytelling that if you do encounter one that you're like, oh, this one's not for me, 
great news right around the corner is another one that is going to be a bit more fun or a bit sillier or a bit more serious. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the the really great thing that it's not necessarily a set um, like there are rules, I suppose, to the universe, but there aren't rules to the storytelling, and that's what's so invigorating about what's what we're seeing with Star Wars yeah. is that yeah, if you see a show and you don't love it, the next one is another shot because it's different creatives being backed, and I really um, again love the movies or hate them. It really does feel like Lucasfilm backs their creatives in a big way. Like, Brian Johnson, what would you like to do with episode eight? Go for it. Like, J.J. Abrams, what would you like to do with episode seven? Go for it. Like, it does seem like you can always feel the fingerprints of the creatives. Um, you know, Favreau and Filoni with the series that they've done. Mm. They feel exactly like a Favreau yeah, and Filoni yeah, series. Like, yeah, it doesn't sure. feel like the... Um, as much as people like to accuse Disney of this, it doesn't actually feel like it's being watered down. It doesn't actually feel like they're being told you must do this. It does feel like we're following no, the creative I don't instincts think so of either. other groups. So yeah. 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 So I I really appreciate that about with what where modern Star Wars is, whether I love a particular series or a particular film or what have you. Yeah. Um uh, but I do, yeah, I I I like what you said there of of the um spirituality with Star Wars and everything. It's interesting because I don't, I guess, um, uh, for me, I didn't necessarily articulate it as like, oh, I believe in anything being guided, but I do like what you said about choice where it's like, oh, why do I choose to have a person's energy around me or not? Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I think that's very much what the force and Star Wars is sort of going for is that idea of, yeah, we are, it is all choice. Ultimately, we're not just being like, we're guided by towards certain people or certain events, but mm. I don't think that it's, um, we're, we're without choice in it all. I do still think it's ultimately, are you going to go to the good side or the bad? Oh, or, you've you know, always got a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much as you're pushed to wherever you are, like I think you still do most times have a choice. You yeah. know? And yeah. that's where all great drama, what all drama comes from it. choice as well. Like yeah. I think that's the, you know, we are watching essentially characters in movies uh, make choices and mm. seeing which way they go and the how path. they navigate. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, Everything exactly. stems back to that. So yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also like your, your mission, I mean, I love Mission Impossibles, oh, you know, too. things like that. Yeah, I can't um, wait for the new one. Oh man, there's so many different, yeah, things like uh, films I could mm. say, you know, grow. I mean, you grow up on the, like, you know, the action stars, like, uh, you know, the real action stars where there's not, yeah. not a huge amount of those these days. Sure. I mean, they're kind of not doing those films anymore. Different but, you know, kind like, of thing, yeah. And your, yeah, all those yeah. kind of guys. I mean, Jason Bourne series, amazing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's just so so much of yeah. that stuff. Like, yeah, that I love. Like, and it, it's interesting. Like, just as you were sort of listening there, it's like, oh, of course. Like, I can't believe I haven't mentioned James Cameron once in this. Yeah. In terms of influences, like, just every film of his, so well structured. Like in the writing, such great concepts, and exactly what I'm talking about when I say uh, that sci-fi is the best example of like take a sci-fi concept to get things started and then put humans in there. That's what the Terminator, Terminator yeah. 2 are. It's, it's like time travel in the Terminator movies is just what kicks things off. You're not really, especially for the, the, the two James Cameron ones, like time travel happens at the start to get the robot back in time and everything else is taking place in Real time. In the real yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you're not jumping in and out of time. Like you're throwing a foreign element into yeah, the scenario. Exactly. Yeah. And your your monster how, is a robot from the future. Yeah, yeah. How do you deal with it? Yeah. How does how does an ordinary person in Sarah Connor navigate a guy coming from the future and saying, Hi, I'm here to protect you. There's a robot coming to kill you. Trust me. 
you know, yeah. come with me if you yeah. want to live. Yeah. Um, the second uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, and honestly, I, I think both the, those first two Terminators are absolutely incredible films. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, been a while since I've seen them again, but yeah, yeah they, 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 they are. Yeah, they really yeah. hold up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the perfect example of, of a filmmaker that um, is a massive uh, inspiration in that, yeah, there's like this, this uh, cleanness to his filmmaking and, and, and writing that I really enjoy. And then it, it allows it to be all about the action, the characters, the choices and, mm. and how they, they go. And I think that's, you know, why he's possibly one of the most successful filmmakers ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just watched that Arnie documentary on oh, Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. How is it? That's good. Yeah, 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 it's good. But there's a lot that I didn't know about him either. You know, mm. like I obviously grew up as him as an action star, but, um, and, you know, loved what he was doing, but yeah. didn't really know a lot of the backstory. Like I, I know the bodybuilding stuff, but I didn't yeah. know the in-depth stuff of yeah. the bodybuilding. And obviously I love an origin story. I think yeah. everybody does. So yeah. the first episode is awesome. It's ba basically broken up into three parts of the right. episodes and you've got like Arnie the athlete doing his bodybuilding, Mr. Yeah. Universe, Mr. Olympia and all that stuff. And what I loved about that first one is like, his passion for, he knew he wasn't supposed to be where he was mm. and that he wanted to get to America and he knew he could be like a, I wanted to be sort of a movie, well, Mr. Olympia and yeah, a movie yeah. star and had like his idols and then he was achieving all these things. And then it's like second one is not, a, it's it's on his acting and the movie star, but it's not, the, yeah. it's actually probably the least of the three episodes of actually about it. So I wish they did more of the acting yeah, stuff right. a little more, um, even though I think they expect you to know, but mm. they do show quite a bit too, yeah. including the James Cameron and them doing mm. that basically as an indie, as a first film. It's yeah. like his first feature, which I didn't exactly know. I think it was his first feature, I believe, or it was a James lot. James Cameron? Yeah. Or, yeah, well, he, he technically had Piranha 2, but he okay. kind of disowns that because that film was sort of taken away from him and right. was a real, like, it is his first credited feature. But okay, first one of his. Yeah, the one that's a real Brit Cameron film. And as well, yeah. yeah. Put um, it together himself. But yeah, having, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, um, Sarah Connor. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah uh, oh, God. Anyway. What? I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My brain just broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, as soon as as soon as you press, yeah, I know. Remember what it is. Yeah. Say. it's in my mind. I can even um, see it on the screen, but I can't think. Um, yeah, like she came on, like she was actually like a, you know, she was an actress. Like you could tell she's a serious actress because they showed yeah. the behind the scenes stuff and her talking about it, yeah. which I found really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, as we would being in uh, industry as well. Um, but she's like, yeah, I didn't know what I was really in for with this. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I'm in. Like, the yeah. writing's pretty good with the script, but I have no idea how they're going to pull this off because yeah. I don't think they have much of a budget to do, like, the special effects and everything. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she's like, well, clearly it worked out, like, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so that that was pretty cool to see that. You see James Cameron, like, so young with a beard and flowing hair, yeah. and they're on the back of the truck shooting the thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty cool to see that. Um, and then it goes into, like, his po politics side of thing when he was governor. Oh, yeah, of and, course, yeah. Um, Which I found very interesting as well because yeah. I didn't know a lot of the stuff that he was dealing with there and how he approached it. Mm. It was just kind of cool to see him as um, – a personality and what he is, what he did, how he approached what he was doing yeah. and his mindset, oh, his mindset to get there. Like, is even there's some like rough thing they play back an interview that he did of when he was younger and clearly really cocky and all yeah. the rest of it. And it just his mindset and like his father passed away. Yeah. And, and his brother as well. 
And like, he's just like, I don't even, it doesn't even affect me. Like, I don't even think about it. Like it's, yeah. it's back in the past. Like I'm just, just, you know, like, and then they show, and then they go move to him, like being interviewed, like now, like, like just kind of start like, yeah, yeah, I did it. You know, like, it's like, it's just, you're in the mindset of a performer, an absolute badass that went for his his dreams, you know, and it's very interesting to see that on like, you know, your own path that you're on to see how he navigated that world and you pull little things out, you know, as you got to do to try and, you know, put it to your life to try and work it out to what's best for you. Um, yeah, so I found it very interesting. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Um, I'm to check it I don't out. know how the people, you know, a lot of people, like I was with my mate Sasha last night, he's an actor. Uh, he's my trainer as well, and he's into oh, yeah. bodybuilding hardcore. Um, so he's in Jeremy's new film, actually, oh, uh, Western Culture. Yeah, cool. so, um, but he loves, like, idolizes Arnie. Yeah. Um, and so does Victor, actually. He's one of the leads in Western, like, they, that's, I know those guys from yeah. down the coast, but. Um, they idolize them as ah, bodybuilders, yeah. you know, and they're really into it. Um, but even, yeah, he said he was watching. There's even some stuff that he didn't know. But obviously, they know a lot about yeah. the backstory. So it might not be as interesting to someone that knows a lot of that stuff, yeah, you know, right. and it Don't may feel fabricated. It. But it seemed yeah. pretty real, you know. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, you watch those things and you know they're saying the stuff to say the stuff. Yes. And maybe half it's scripted or whatever. Yeah. I don't think a lot of that was, you know, yeah. and like he had a lot of relationships break down, you know. I didn't realize, I didn't know he was married to a Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, this kind of adds thing. Yeah. Now I get, you know, and you're putting it together as you go. Um, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's well worth a watch. It's I'm, not hugely, it's only three episodes, yeah. so it's like whatever. Yeah, no, I'm keen to see it. Um, yeah. Linda Hamilton played Sarah Connor. Okay, um, there we go. Yeah, it came to me. Um, <laughs> you're no, holding I, on to I, that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 like, I got this. Um, but it, it, what I think is interesting about his story, and I'd be quite keen to see it, is um, he's a perfect example of how different the path to creative success is for different people. You know, no one could look at Arnie's career and go, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to start as a bodybuilder and I'm going to do this and da, 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 da. like it just shows what a tangled and, and, and you know, uh, a path. Yeah. It, it's such a, um, you know, who knows how it's going to work out, meeting this person at the right time, auditioning for that right film at the right time. You know, you just can't predict it. You can't plan for it. He's one of the ultimate examples. Yeah, yeah. And and even like listening to conventional advice of like Schwarzenegger is a difficult to pronounce name, so change your name. He changed it for a while, and then he like uh, what's his? I can't remember how he's credited, but he appears in um, a Robert Altman film, um, uh, The Long Goodbye, Um, and he's like a heavy in that. And I don't think he has any dialogue, but he's credited as something like. Arnold Samson or something like, oh, so, like right. he's taken okay. a really like easy name and then clearly went actually no drop that I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger and like has stuck with his name but yeah. like you can see how in that early part of his career he's like trying to define himself in a particular way certain things like his accent you would think that's like oh he'll never be a big star with that yeah. accent well that's what and, he got told constantly yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. but it, it just goes to show that no one knows anything the advice is it, there's, there's no any one true piece of advice. Um, there's a story I tell anyone that knows me is probably sick to death of me telling this story, but I'll repeat it again because it's such a good one. It's not my story. It's um, uh, Robert Zemeckis tells this story. So the director of Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and some of the greatest films of all time. Uh, when he finished um, film school at that time, 
um, George Lucas uh, took any of uh, the grad, graduating film school students and would watch their um, their short film and then give them like a 10 minute meeting to like have a chat and sort of help, you know, get them going. Um, this is like end of the seventies, early eighties. And um, Zemeckis uh, goes up to Lucas's office and Lucas has seen his short film and um, Zemeckis sits down and Lucas says, so you want to be a, a big, big time filmmaker, huh? And Robert Zemeckis says to Lucas, yeah, George, uh, how do I do it? And George pauses for dramatic effect and just says, somehow. And it's <laughs> so true. It's just somehow you will. Like it, there, yeah. you can't really say, all right, you go here and you, you work there and you take that job. And the, it's a different somehow for everybody, yeah. which was the encouraging thing as we were making space time. And certainly when we felt like we might be lost in the woods in our post-production, we just knew that, well, this is just our somehow. We're just on our path and where somebody else might be like, oh, you don't want to do a big effects film for your first film. It's like, no, I think that's good advice and worth thinking about. And, you know, for us, this was our somehow. Our challenges were these. Your challenges are a different set. Mm. Another filmmaker's will be different again. Everybody has their path they've got to follow and, and navigate in their unique way and hopefully they get to the end and hopefully they still are in love with the process and you know that, that it, it all works out and in most cases it does seem to it seems like again talking about you know success is relative to everybody not everyone's mm -hmm. going to be a international household yeah, name exactly. like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah. but creative success creative fulfillment knowing that you've given it your best and made something that you are proud of that's pretty cool that's, yeah fulfillment yeah, yeah that's the word yeah 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 that's it mm. yeah but yeah, no, it's a great watch. So yeah, yeah check it I out. Will. But yeah, that, that's a very good. Yeah, I like that story. Yeah, mm. just somehow. Yeah, yeah. There's no, that's what I mean when people like say, "Oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, and you got to." I mean, I've probably said things as well, but I'm only speaking from my own experience yeah. of what I've ran into, and hope that that helps people, and that's all I can really do. Yeah. And and yeah, you know, especially with the podcast, you're thinking live in the moment as well. You're not actually, you know, you may change your idea, like situations happen a week from now that yeah. you're like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. you're making your own path with it, right? And sure. you stay honest, stay true to what you're doing and and just keep pushing forward, right? Yeah. Uh, things that obstacles are always going to happen. People are always going to say you can't do something. Yeah. It just makes you want to do it even more. It does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and and that's the thing. It's like you, you it helps you understand uh if you're like like you you get to like when someone says oh you shouldn't do it this way it even if you ignore the advice it is good to at least reflect okay why do they say that what are the reasons that people say that the advice is to do this and not that you know yeah. uh, to, just to know that you're making the decision to go against the conventional wisdom which as i say like um, for a long time, the advice with independent films is don't shoot at night, don't do action scenes, don't have vehicles, like don't do any of that stuff. And I feel like I consistently see now independent films saying, heck no, we're doing this stuff because we're a movie, makes we're doing what makes it best. Yeah, 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 we don't yeah. want to just be, you know, two people in a lounge room talking. Not that those aren't great, that isn't a great way for a film, but if the story is saying, no, no, we really want to be out at night with a car chase, you got to do it. You got to put yeah. it in there. You yeah, got to yeah. do what best serves the, the story and tells yeah, it. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's pretty good advice to take from um, someone that's just completed their first debut oh, yeah. film. <laughs> but if, 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 if we're making one point, it's don't listen to my advice unless you want to. Well, yeah. no, it, it, yeah. Finding your own 
somehow. That's that's really yeah advice. yeah yeah. No, I really so, like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I mean, yeah. You, so the film's finished. It's uh, yeah. it's coming soon. We uh, yeah. watch the space. People can check it out. Spacetime movie. Dot com, dot com. Au? No au, just dot no com. Spacetime movie dot com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram page, Spacetime movie. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they're all Spacetime movie. Um, yeah. You can check out our little our little tease video that's out yep. at the moment and there'll be more coming very soon. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you you stay creative, you're you're doing little things in the background. Are you doing TVCs and things like that? Yeah, or like, yeah. yeah. So that's how you guys are sort of so keep the lights. Are you on. doing it full time? Is yeah. that you, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. done. That's a huge accomplishment yeah. just there. Yeah, I mean, not not the whole time. Like, I've, I've definitely. I think everybody has day jobs over the years. I've yeah. worked in cinemas and video stores yeah, and all yeah. that over the the course yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um, I think um, uh, I, I did work full time as a director editor for maybe five or six years. And I found very quickly that I was um, exhausted essentially creatively because I was putting it all into that. And so had to find my own balance between like work that doesn't completely like leave you exhausted to be able to work on your own things. So I'm very lucky now though, that I've been able to make space time and just, corporate and TVC production and things like that, my my full-time job without it overtaking, um, you know, or, or spending my, uh, you because know, you, you, your mental power for like, yeah. if, if you've edited all day on a commercial and then you go home to edit your movie, uh, you, you're just, you got Creatively nothing left in the, the tank. last thing you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I do think that there's enormous value to finding a day job that, um, that allows you to sort of, you know, if you can expend your creative choices on your own project and then your physical uh, energy on a on a day job, mm. whatever it is, I think that can, uh, in many cases, be the best the best way to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, very very happily at this point, um, able to 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 just be doing uh, filmmaking for now. But who knows? That might change again. You never know the way this industry goes. Yeah, yeah. It's a landscape that's continually changing, yeah, and we're absolutely. constantly finding our somehow. Definitely, exactly. <laughs> and so, right. uh, is that Mohawk Films? Was that Mo- Mo Works? Mo everyone Works. says Mohawk. I don't know Mo why Works. I said Mohawk. No, no, oh, everyone does. It's, okay. it, so, because so M O H, my initials, Michael O'Halloran. Okay. Um, and so, all through primary school, my nickname was Mo. Um, and so, when I started making films as an eight-year-old, I came up with Mo Works, which is basically just me going. Yeah, you know, DreamWorks, Mo Works, like take my name and put it on the front. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, all through. Uh, school I was making short films with my friends Indiana Jones and Star Wars and James Bond ripoffs um and then just kept it but yes everybody always goes Mohawks and I go no no Mo works so anyway one day it, it, it's, I, 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 I don't mind it it's um uh Justin uh made me a got, got a um a, a Christmas gift one year a, a coffee mug that is the Mohawks films logo Change to say Mohawks oh, films. Cool. Yeah. So we, we've embraced the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but no, Mo, Mo works because Michael O'Halloran works. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> that's the slogan. That's the slogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, did you go to film school and stuff here, or yeah. how did you? Yeah, uh, I went to QT. Um, Could have done a whole. I know. I'm bringing this up at the end of the oh, no, podcast, fine. but no, yeah, yeah, I'm it's just time travel. We're talking about time travel films. <laughs> We're going right. back to the start <laughs> to, to end. Um, I, I studied at QT. I did the film and television degree there, um, which was interesting. It was. Um, uh, I do think the most valuable thing I got out of studying film was I met Adam 
um, we met like in the first week, probably first day, and mm. just immediately clicked and were there wanting to make the same movies, wanting to you know, write the same stuff and, and very quickly realized our creative sensibilities were aligned. Um, I think that it's so valuable to be around other people trying to do the same thing. And anyone who's wondering whether they should study film or not that wants to be a filmmaker, I would say yes, in that it's not necessarily where you're going to go to learn how to make a movie, but you are going to be around other people trying to make stuff. And the best way to learn is to just be doing it, getting on sets, getting your hands hands dirty, and that's how you're going to do it. Because everybody's making their short films, all your assignments are little one-minute shorts and three-minute shorts and stuff, and you'll really learn how to do it just by being there and doing it. Um, The best way really to learn, though, is watch movies lots of movies that's the ultimate course in in how to make a movie is to watch it and then try and think about how they did it read the script watch the behind the scenes listen to interviews you know it it, it's that that's the best way to 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 figure out um how to do it because again it's a somehow it's a there's there isn't a set you can't teach it necessarily as start with a wide shot then cut to a close-up then cut you know it's it's always different it's art yeah exactly, feel, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think there's huge value to studying and I got a lot out of my course. Um, but yeah, ultimately the the most valuable thing when it comes to this is hands-on doing it and being yeah. around other people that are doing yeah. it. I, I would agree with the same thing with acting and everything else yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, you can do as much as you want in front of a little camera or whatever, but the yeah. hands-on stuff is the fun and where you yeah. really take your huge leaps and bounds as a performer or, you know, as a person and what you are capable of and what you can tap into yeah. on a bigger project always helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. that's it. Find you somehow and get in there and get after it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a great way to end. Perfect ending. Thanks a lot for coming My on. My pleasure. Mate. It's Thank been you for awesome having me. To talk to you. No, it's yeah. been a pleasure. It really has. Yeah. yeah. Well, we look forward to it. Space time coming soon. And uh check it out, guys. Get on the socials. Have a look at the teaser trailer. We'll put it up there through the episode and um we'll have all the links to the websites and everything um on there. So yeah. Watch the space. He's doing big things. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Right, guys. It's us. We're out.